creating overwhelming urges to buy Nintendo crap since 2005. Infendo Radio is on now. Okay, everybody. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Infendo Radio. We are live. It is the 21st of some fucking month, but we're here. <laughs> we're, uh, we're ready to rock and roll, and we are using the Google Hangouts live on air thing for the first time. So if for some reason in the live stream something goes wrong or you can't hear us properly, let us know. Blame Eugene. Yeah, blame me for sure. But let us know (laughs) so we can fix it because this is a new setup and we'd like to get it all right. So um, who do I have this week? I I don't have a full crew, but I do have a parrot of one of the people we're missing. I have Lucas today. How are you doing? I just love that every week you introduce me uh, first. That makes me feel pretty special. So yeah, I'm doing good. <laughs> nice. Well, I will introduce Steve second this week because I'm pretty sure you were last last week. How are you doing, Steve? I am good, and Michael Thompson has already adopted the hashtag Blame Eugene. <laughs> <laughs> good man. Oh, that's great. That's great. And who's that last lovely voice that I heard talking earlier? Howdy, howdy. This is Justin. I was... I had an intro all set up, and you didn't say my name, so... <laughs> say my name, say my name. <laughs> no. Uh, but we're here, guys. This is Infender Radio. We are in a post-E3 world, which means that we have kind of a light Oof. news week, which isn't a terrible thing, since last week the news was just fucking huge. But, uh, yeah, we're here, guys. We're ready to podcast, and we are ready to serve you on the number one Nintendo podcast in the universe, scientifically proven. Fight me. Period. (laughs) (laughs) So, guys, what do you say we get um, rolling right into the news? And for our first news topic, it's actually kind of a duo of news. Um, Lucas, I'm going to let you take this one. Why don't you start us off here? Alright, um, updates. Updates everywhere. We've got your Pokemon updates, we got your Switch updates, but let's start <laughs> with Pokemon Go because that's less relevant to me and probably less relevant to you. Are you trying to sell us something? <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to sell you Pokemon Go updates. And you gave me a part-time job while they asked me to be discreet about who I sell to. But, um, no, we actually do have Pokemon Go news here, and believe it or not, it's more exciting than usual. It's not just like a little... <laughs> you know, type-specific catch-a-thon like usual. They actually completely revamped the gyms, and Mike was, like, going nuts with this yesterday. Uh, apparently now you can actually get gym badges. There is, like, a whole new motivation system that I'm going to ask Eugene about because he's the only one that's on the <laughs> podcast who's actually played it. <laughs> um, there is an in-app and push notification system for gyms. They've added raid battles, a new competitive gameplay experience. That's all it says about that, but I've heard that they're pretty fantastic. Um, there's some new items that you can get, and you can only get those by doing raid battles. Then, you know, raid battles are like a whole big thing. It's a big part of your navigation screen now. And um, there's also a visual indicator to unvisited Pokestops. You can go try out a new location for once. I also heard, this isn't in like our little news tidbit, 
But when I was hanging out with Mike last night, he found a swineub, and he said that they had, like, shrunk the hitbox way down for being able to catch him. It, but, it seems um, that... It, okay, so that was... I'm going to jump in and say that's that's literally one of the only things that I seemingly noticed. And I don't know if it's all, for all Pokemon, but uh, I I saw a um, Charmander, which are usually rare Pokemon, and it was really fucking hard to hit with the Pokeball. I don't know if it's because it's rare or, or what. So I, I, there's going to need to be more digging on that. From what Mike was telling me last night, and again, this is just Mike, you know, it's not word of God or anything. Um, he was saying that it, <laughs> it, 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 it didn't affect every Pokemon, and he thought it was actually kind of like size specific. So smaller Pokemon are now going to be a little bit tighter and harder oh. to catch than they were before. Just kind of like basic correction stuff. That's but logical. Again, play the game for a week and let us know what you think, because that might be totally inaccurate. Yeah, yeah. Um, that being said, Eugene, you were kind of the only one of us who've actually tried it, so... Do you have anything else to add to that? Like, do you want to talk about raid battles for a little bit? Because I feel like I just kind of gave you like the whitewash description. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so I haven't, I haven't been doing any of the raid battles or anything yet. I don't actually, I don't even know if it's available to me because I, I think that, um, it, that they're level based from what Mike has written in the in the show notes here. So, like, literally, all I did was re-download the app and kind of open it, and I caught a few Pokemon. I, I noticed that there were um, a few upgrades to it like i don't know if it's in the sh- oh yeah no I, I actually see it here yeah it shows you like a little vi- visual um indicator of the pokestops that you haven't been to so like when i so i was on lunch today and i was kind of just driving around looking for for food and there was a couple of pokestops and it was actually pretty cool because it show it, it like actually shows you now oh yeah you've already spun that one or whatever so that that's interesting i know that it did like color shit before but as a colorblind person that never worked for me so i this is very much appreciated for me but other than that guys yeah it's it's yeah it it seems like mostly i mean i I haven't really dug into it yet like i haven't done any battles or anything like that so stay tuned this is all fresh i think it just launched yesterday even so yeah i uh i i don't really have anything to add to the discussion to be honest with you so is it worth me buying a pokemon go plus accessory and actually getting into the game or not really. I mean, that's not really going to do anything beyond what it did before. Nothing really changes with that accessory in this update. Okay. I would go towards... Like, I actually had that experience. I was in Target the other day, and I saw a Pokemon Go accessory like, hanging on the wall, and I was like, that might be cool. I could play the game without having to use my cell phone, because like, that's one of the major reasons I don't play. Right. And then I thought to myself, but like the rate major reason I don't play anymore is just because I find the game boring overall. <laughs> So, like, I I feel like it's kind of like if you're not enjoying the game, you're probably not going to enjoy, you know, the accessory. (laughs) It's kind of one of those things that just adds to the game, like an amiibo, you know? Yeah, I I have an Apple Watch, and when they released the app for it, I started playing the game again and realized, yeah, this doesn't do anything other than let me know when I can do stuff in the game that I'm already not really playing. So Okay. So, yeah, I'll, I'll... just buy another 8-bit do controller or something. Oh, um... Oh, um... There is... I don't know how uh, your phone works as far as registering uh, distance walked, but I know the Apple Watch mm. app uses the internal uh, step counter to read how far you have walked, so it makes hatching eggs a little bit easier. 
Yeah, that I would think... that would be the only thing I would say get the Pokemon Go Plus for is like to hatch eggs because it's a little bit more accurate than just having the phone thing and then plus yeah. you don't have to have your app open all the time. But at the same time, like I've gone on a um, like a two, three mile jog and only gotten like a mile and a half of progress for it. So, you know, your mileage okay. may vary. Literally. Um, <laughs> One last point, guys, about Pokemon Go before we move on, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't realize this. I didn't realize this was in our notes, but gyms are actually disabled right now, and they're going to be until July. And as a consequence, so will raid battles. So it's in the game, but it's oh, yeah. not apparently okay. something we can actually do right now. Well, there we go. So don't like, don't hop on and like run to your nearest gym. And expect to be able to play right now, and then come back and go, Infendo, you lied to us. Because, <laughs> yeah, we kind of did, but only through misinformation, not through outright, you know, maliciousness. I am <laughs> excited about the new gym badges that you get to collect and stuff, so that's kind of interesting. Like, kind of like a real-world Pokemon-type deal. Like, I, I that that kind of interests me, but, I, it, it, you know, it just remains to be seen how, how much that interest, how long that interests me for, you know? Like, I could just collect a couple badges and then say, eh, okay, like, that's enough. That's that's kind of my thing, too, and I know we talk about this, like, almost every week, so I'll refrain from the whole narrative, but, like, I get into it for, like, a week or two, and they come out with something new that's cool, and then I drop off, like, I don't really need to be doing this anymore. I don't have time to be doing this. I have two jobs. Like, right. you know? Right. So, eh. Yeah, all right. Well, I think that's about it for Pokemon Go. Um, I'm glad that there is an update. It is much needed, almost... But I, I almost feel it's a little bit too little too late. Like, they had... If this would have dropped with, uh, let's say, like that um, Halloween um, update when yes. there was still <laughs> a whole bunch of people still playing. Because that was really the last time I feel that I saw, like, a huge community out in droves like like it was over yeah. the summer, you know? I agree. That was the last time I had, like, a big... Besides the Washington trip, that was, like, the last time I had a big resurgence of wanting to play the game. Because it was, like, the first big update, you know? Mm-hmm. And then, sure, they, of course, they've done a few of those same type of things since then. But, like, with every event, I've noticed less and less people out Pokemoning, you know? so Fewer. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's, uh, instead, instead of talking about Pokin or Pokin anymore, how do you say that, Justin? You want to correct me on that? It's uh, Pokin, <laughs> according to uh, the... Uh, what do you call it? the people at Nintendo Treehouse? That's and, the word. All right, so we aren't going to talk Pokken, about according to my heart. Yeah, as I was gonna say, well, then we aren't going to talk about Pokken anymore. Any more Pokken Go? We're going to switch <laughs> to the Nintendo Switch. So, Lucas, why don't you take this one as well? Yes. Speaking <laughs> of much needed updates. Um, Switch got a massive update. I think last night wasn't it, or the night before? It was. I want to say it went live yesterday. I'll be honest, and I don't even have a Switch, and I'm excited about this update. <laughs> right? Well, if if you haven't like gotten it automatically, I don't think they update automatically. I actually had to go and prompt my Switch to do the update, but go turn on your Switch and update it, because there's some cool new stuff. And now, forgive me, because once again, I'm going to laundry list through all of these new things, <laughs> because there's quite a few of them, and I'm not creative enough to come up with a better way to do this. Wrap so. Em. Um, you can register a channel to receive news for specific games. You can go to the news section and actually create a channel for that, so that's kind of cool. You can now add your friends from your 3DS and your Wii U friend list. I already had somebody from my 3DS friend request me, so that was really neat. Um, You can receive notifications for when your friends go online, and this is one of the coolest ones Yeah, I love that one. 
like, I was always jealous when my dad would play Xbox One and, like, he'd be playing the game and a little thing would pop up in the corner that says, like, oh, your friend is online. And I'm like, I want to know that. Like, up until now, we've just had, like, blinking green lights and stuff. But, <laughs> yeah, it'll actually pop up now when you're playing a game and it'll be like, oh, Mike McSurdy is playing ARMS. And that's cool. Like, it's like a real video game system all of a sudden. <laughs> Um, we've got... No, I just said that one. You can find paired controllers within communication range by activating the vibration feature. I love that. Probably... Yeah, that's so oh, awesome. I was, <laughs> I was not, just going to say that. It's not the only like thing the... you can do with that controller. <laughs> I was just going to say that was like the stupidest update, but I guess there's an audience for it. I've so. literally uh, are, lost my left Joy-Con for like three hours one time, so I would have appreciated this at that time. <laughs> yeah, it's and I'm cool, I guess. As somebody who constantly uses uh, constantly you let why can't I say this word constantly <laughs> loses devices I mean one of the reasons I have an Apple watch is because I can actually uh, make my iPhone make noise so that I can find it wherever I set it down and forgot about it so if I carry a Joy-Con into the kitchen to you know get my coffee or something like that and walk into the living room forgetting it I can now find it <laughs> Can I just say that, like, so far we've had two news articles and you've plugged Apple Watch on both of them? That's funny. Well, so aside from all these other little incidental things, I I know you haven't gotten through the completely through the list yet. There's a lot more. Let let me, (laughs) before you get any further, the, the biggest thing for me... So far, has been the color. Yeah, yeah. I knew. I, the minute I saw it, I thought of you. As somebody who is, for those of you who don't know, Eugene is mildly colorblind. Yeah, I have like colorblind. a. It's called butane colorblindness. It's like a red green colorblindness. Does the grayscale help for you? Oh my god, it's like so much. I changed it immediately, and that like, like it wasn't. So I, I didn't have a hard time before by any means, but like it just. It, it just looks better to me now. I don't know how to describe it. Like, I just love but, it. But do you miss the color? Because you can see certain colors, right? It's just red and green that you have trouble with, I guess? Um, I, I don't know exactly, like, the scientific, like, what exactly what colors that I can and can't see there. I can, I'll show you a, a picture in the notes of, like, the color spectrum of what you can see and then what I see. And then you'll be, okay. you'll flip out. But yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it, it has definitely helped me for sure. Well, I'm, I'm just curious because like, like, obviously I don't understand it at all because I don't suffer from it. But like, I would think that you would still want some color over no color, but clearly that's not a factor for you. You find it much more visually appealing uh, to yeah. you know, have it in the grayscale. Yeah, because, um, so what I was seeing before wasn't necessarily a terrible thing, but like the, some of the colors that I can't see, what they end up doing is just kind of blending in together. Blending. Yeah. And making yeah. one color and that's a little huh. bit distracting you know so this is just it's not a huge change it but it it's welcome from me cool and in addition to the um, grayscale option, there's also an option to invert the colors. I'm not sure if that is also related to a particular like visual impairment but I would imagine phone. maybe it can help somebody. Yeah I, I mean it, at the very least it'll help with uh, like when you're doing a um, if, if you want to invert the colors, I guess, and then it, it's like too light or too dark in the room or something like that. I know Mike or Justin was talking about that in the group chat, like where it's almost like a night mode, sort of, so yeah. then your screen isn't well, so bright. Well, that, 
that being said, though, it literally inverts everything. So you're playing with, like, blue-skinned players, and, like, oh. it, it's a little freaky, but it's it's interesting. I guess I didn't realize <laughs> that it... I thought it would just do it, like, at the system level, but it, you're saying that it inverts all the colors. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it inverts everything. Like, it's not just, like, putting a black background on your screen. It's literally, like, when you go into, like, your phone settings and you flip it to invert and all of a sudden, like, everything looks alien and foreign. Like, Yeah, I've never understood <laughs> the purpose of that either. Right. I'd imagine there must be some disability that, um, or, or impairment, I guess, that, like, would benefit from that. Yeah, Somebody that be maybe, something. you know, has a disorder that causes that to be a necessity. So hopefully it's helping somebody yeah. out there. Right. Well, um, yeah, why don't you get through the rest of the huge-ass list that we have here? Yeah, all right, there's a bunch of little stuff. Because we have like so your... much news to get to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, your, your user icon, you can now change that on the home menu. You can change the order. So, like, I have a Japanese account. Now I could put that first if I wanted to, not that I'm going to. And there's some new Splatoon 2 character icons. So it's nice to see that Nintendo's still including new icons if you don't want to use your me as your, you know, user. Um, in addition to that, you can also change the system volume from quick settings, and there's a new option that allows you to turn on that will lower the maximum volume allowed for headphones or speakers that are connected through the audio jack. So maybe if you have the problem, like your finger slips and you pump up the audio really loud, you <laughs> like are constantly deafening yourself. Now I have that a problem when my finger slips. Or oh god, for the <laughs> love of god. Alternatively. If you have small children, which I think you do, Justin, you can yes, keep your children from going deaf at an age of, like, five. Yeah, I was going to say that's actually uh, probably what it's used for, because I know uh, when we went to Florida last year, we bought earphones for the kids that had volume limits on them. Like, they wouldn't yeah. go past a certain point. Sure. Yeah, well, you know, it's kind of just like how you could turn the 3D off on the 3DS, you know, parental features that make it better for kids. It's mm -hmm. good to see Nintendo follows through with that. Um, for the nerds of the group, <laughs> Eugene, uh, <laughs> there's a USB keyboard option now to dock to type whenever the keyboard is on the screen. So I guess if you want to plug in a USB keyboard, you can do that now or something. Um, anybody got any info on that? Because I feel like I just blurted out nonsense here. <laughs> the USB keyboard would be useful, like, for... I, I mean, I know there's not a whole lot of games right now that use online to begin with, but, like, if there's a game that uses any kind of typing, maybe that would be helpful, or entering in your credit card information will be faster. I, gonna, I mean... Yeah, I was just so, about to say, on the when the Wii um, opened up USB keyboard support, I used to mostly use it for entering billing information. So I guess um, you can use that when we finally get that RuneScape port for the Switch we've all been waiting for. Yeah, yeah. Um, we've also got the Nintendo Switch Pro Controller via wired communication by connecting it to a USB charging cable. Mm -hmm. So I guess you can now play with your Pro Controller wired. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, but the, So I, I heard that when you do do that, that it... Um that it removes amiibo functionality. The NFC doesn't work on the Pro Controller when you have it wired. I don't know why that would be a thing, but I guess that's That is correct. Well, you know, it's odd where the um, amiibo spot is actually located on the... Maybe not on the Pro Controller, but I know on the actual, like, Switch Joy-Con, it's located right on, like, the tip of the right uh, Right, pad, yeah. Like, on the, the stick. On the Pro Controller. Yeah. Am I the only one that has one? Could be. The Pro Controller? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I thought no, I you have had a pro one, controller. Eugene. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, on the on the pro controller, it's right above the two joysticks. 
like in that blank spot right above the two joysticks. Yeah, like kind of in the middle of the controller. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So I guess something goes on that causes that to be disconnected. But, you know, you get your choice, I guess. You can either play wireless or you can play with Amiibos. You're probably not going to be doing both at the same time anyways. No. Um, let's see. Then this next note just says, update connected controllers. I'm not really sure. I guess just if there's like a system update to the controller itself, now that's an option. You can update your controllers. So, n- neat. I'm wondering and- if it has anything to do with the... Like, the Wii U has a change order function where you basically can reset which controller is what player. Maybe that's what it means? Possibly. I mean, we were talking about the idea that um, the... Well, that was that was the Switch actually itself. I was going to say maybe this has to do with like being able to update it at some point to, you know, use speech. You know, how we were talking about voice chat being an option at some point just by plugging in a microphone. Right. But that's not the controller, that's the system. I forget because I always play in a handheld. Um, so, yeah, I guess stay tuned for that one. The last new like feature that they added was that you now it now sele- suggests deletion of software data if there's not enough space when you're downloading other software. So kind of streamlines the whole experience. If I ran out of space, what do I do? What do I delete? You can just click the button and start deleting. Um, and there are like a couple more things. They're not like new features necessarily. They're just general system stability improvements. Right. We've got resolving an issue that caused game software updates to fail and prevented the software from starting. I think I actually had a problem with that at one point, but I just like rebooted and it fixed it. Yeah. Um, and then there was there were also improvements to prevent unintended HDMI input changes the, with certain TVs. I assume that's smart TVs. Oh my god, that that's something. That the, well, I don't. It's not a smart TV on my end. It, it's actually an older TV. But my one of my Samsung TVs has the ability to like automatically switch HDMI inputs. And mm. so when the switch was connected um, and I was like playing PlayStation or watching a Blu-ray or something like that, for some reason, like the switch intermittently sends signals to the HDMI and then I would get a pop-up that says, do you want to play the switch? And I'm like, no, motherfucker, I'm trying to watch <laughs> Kill Bill 2. Almost <laughs> as if it's trying to tell you that it's more important than your real life. Well, you should be playing <laughs> right. the switch. Right. But yeah, Don't forget so to take that, a 15-minute break. Yeah. Oh God. Like, when did that start? That started with like the Wii Sports. I want to 3DS. I want to say, say it was even earlier than that. I want to say it might have even been the DS or okay. Game Boy Advance that started doing that. It was right around the time they had to put those white warning labels on everything. That's like, yeah, yeah. This could damage your eyes if you're an idiot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, so I, I I do have to I, say that uh, that this these system updates, while you know a lot of people might say that this is stuff that should have been in there to the be from the beginning, which might not entirely be false. I am so happy for all of these things. I I haven't really turned on my switch to update it yet, but I know that uh, or like to kind of like look at what all these updates did. Lucas, you said that the that the update um, doesn't go automatically, but I'm pretty sure mine did. I think there must be a setting that you have to set. Well, it could also be that like I literally turned my system on and like within an hour the update was made available and I just went on and downloaded it that way. Like I I doubt it would interrupt my game midway through to update. So right, right. but yeah. I did like I messed with the um, with the color stuff because that was the first thing that I saw on the notes that I that intrigued me and that's really cool. I didn't get to see what uh, mess with any of the notification settings, but that's something that I've always wanted. So I'm excited about that. So like yeah, all of these things are exciting for me. So <laughs> it, it it's quality of life stuff for sure. 
Yeah, I mean, there are little updates mostly, but there are a few things that, you know, make the system a better system overall, and I don't mind getting them a little bit later. I mean, if we had to wait, like, an extra four months for our system just to have all this in it, I'd rather have just had the system when we got it, so. Sure. And um, there, there is kind of, like, one extra little thing at the bottom of this that kind of goes along with everything we were talking about. Now that the Pro Controller is available for use... Um, apparently you can also use the Pocken Tournament controller that they came out with or are coming out with for any game that uses a Pro Controller, but you can't use the right analog stick. Right. And I'm not sure why that would be. Is that because the Pocken Tournament controller only has one stick because it's it like actually, an arcade it controller? It actually only has a D-pad and, right. and the buttons. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, so and you're I not believe be it's able to play USB, Zelda, but you can play a game like Tetris. And, and and so yeah. uh, to to go along with that, I know this is on the update as well, but it, it says about the GameCube controllers, but that's specifically only the Mayflash adapter that works with that. So mm. I actually tried that um, with the GameCube adapter on my Switch as well, but it's only the Mayflash adapter that will work. Um, Glad that's the one that I have. Right. So so that's uh that's something. Hope Maybe Nintendo will update I, their official um, GameCube well, adapter, but I doubt I th- it. I think the reason for well, that, if we though, get Smash. is... I think ahead, the Steve. reason for that, though, might have been... Um, I had read something somewhere that said any USB like controllers or whatever that you can use with the Switch need to be updatable um, by connecting them via USB to your PC to do a firmware update. Kind of like what I had to do with that uh, 8-bit do controller. I knew this work was on my switch. <laughs> it's the same type of thing where you have to update the firmware in the controller before it'll work with the switch. That would make sense. So it's actually we are living on the... in the future. We have to update our controllers. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay, well, um, I think that's really it on all these exciting updates that we have going on between Pokemon and the Nintendo Switch. Is there anything else you guys want to add before we move on here? I think that's pretty much it, update-wise. Somebody yeah. buy me a Switch. <laughs> Go fund me slash buy you Justin a Switch. Right. <laughs> Making Fendo great again. Right. Okay, so um, let's see. I'm going to move us on, and we're going to talk about some 3DS stuff. So um, this this comes from some um, marketing analyst. His name is Daniel Ahmad, and he is analyzing that the 3DS makes up um, 50% of Nintendo's business. And so when you stop to think about it, you just think, well, duh, there's like millions and millions of 3DSs out there, you know, so obviously that's probably where Nintendo is making the bulk of their revenue from. But uh, I, I still think it's interesting to kind of bring up because we, we've talked in the past about how we kind of want to bury our 3DSs and not really, you know, use them anymore because we have Switches. Well, except for Justin because he doesn't have one yet. But... I'm still happy with my 3DS, thank you very much. But Nintendo... But clearly Nintendo isn't ready to bury it yet because, I mean, there's still money to be made, clearly, you know? So, I mean, what, what well, do you guys make of this? I, th- I think it's a good idea, especially since, I mean, they're pretty much kind of catering to the console market with the Switch. I think it's a good idea to keep supporting the 3DS because it has such a large market. Mm-hmm. And that way you, you're you not basically abandoning such a large percentage of your market. Right. Because, I mean, they've always kind of had their systems, their consoles, and their portables staggered so that there's always one of them still going while they're transitioning 
into the other one. It's just a little weird that the 3DS came out before the Wii U and is now still running after the Wii U is dead. <laughs> right. Yeah, I I think that the 3DS is kind of in the same position right now that like the GBA was, you know, like okay, the DS is hot shit, but the GBA is still selling and people are still buying games for it. So, you know, this and that's kind of the same thing for the 3DS. The 3DS is still selling and people are still buying games for it. So, Nintendo can't really well, ignore it. And they just re- well, they haven't released, but they're going to release the new 2DS XL. Um, so, I mean, they're clearly planning on expanding that market and they've got, I mean, look at all the new games we saw at E3 and going in and out of E3, um, for the 3DS. I mean, they're still supporting it, I think because it's kind of their entry level market. I mean, you don't want to spend 300 bucks on a Switch, spend 150 bucks and get a 3DS and look at all these games you can already play. Plus we still got new ones coming. Right. Not to mention, as much as I want the 3DS to go away because I just want to focus on my Switch, um, it would really irritate a huge market if all of a sudden they were like, 3DS isn't a thing anymore, everybody go buy Switches. Like, they were lucky that they got away with the Wii U not being a thing after like five or six years. Like, right. <laughs> they gotta keep, and the 3DS is a successful system, you know, they gotta keep it around. I just, like... It, it, it bugs me that I have, like, these two systems that I have to, like, balance back and forth with. Like, just last night, I was telling Mike when we were playing the Metopia demo, how much fun would it be if I could play this on my Switch? Not because it would be any different, but just because it would be on the Switch. And, like, everything tastes better on the Switch for me right now. Yeah. Like, I, it, I didn't even realize no, it was a thing because so my 3DS... Stereoscopic 3D. <laughs> yeah. Well, I and, you know, I... Well, I know this is all, all anecdotal on my end, but I know when the DS came out, I gave my GBASP, because I had two, to my cousin at the time who was only like 10 or 11 or something like that. And so that ended up being his first handheld console, and he just loved the hell out of it. Couldn't He did, couldn't care less that the DS was a thing because he had this huge library of GBA games already built up, and that's kind of what the 3DS is right now, you know? Like, okay, Switch is new, it's the shiny thing, but there's a fucking ton of good 3DS games if you're if this, uh-huh. if this you not on board yet. Like, um, we have in the chat Neil um, uh, Cusino, I think is how you pronounce his last name. He's saying that he just <laughs> bought his uh, first 3DS, and he bought it after he bought a Switch. So, you know, there, there's definitely still a market there. Um, I, I, I don't cool. know... I don't know that I can fault Nintendo for continuing to support the, the system, you know? The, the sheer library of games you can play on your 3DS. I mean, you can go all the way back to original DS games right. on yeah, your 3DS. So. You can play games from, like, when Not I was in high school. mention virtual console. And, well, and in addition to that, the 3DS itself has an amazing lineup. It's got some of the biggest games on it, so, like... You know, you can't really fault them for not wanting to get rid of their money-making golden goose. Sure. You and can... it probably is more profitable now than the Switch, so, you know, if they can make a few more dollars sending selling a 3DS to you, then, you know, I would imagine they're probably at best breaking even on the Switch. Right. 
Yeah, I, I don't know how much profit they're making on the Switch for sure, but it you would imagine that it's got to be way more for the 3DS just because of the fact that the technology is so old, you know? So if Nintendo can continue to sell and sell and sell, like, either 2DSs or 3DSs, they're gonna, so... And, you know, can't blame them. There still is, a, like we keep saying, a huge library of games. You can jump on the eShop, and there's a ton of virtual console, ton of actual eShop games to play, so... Yeah, it's Shovel Knight, uh, Shantae. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. It's it, it's uh, it's not surprising that um, going back to the news article that fifty uh, percent of Nintendo's business is coming from the 3DS. The only surprising thing to me is that um, well, maybe not surprising, but the only maybe somewhat disappointing thing is I'm kind of with Lucas here. I I want all the stuff on my shiny new thing, and I don't want to have to bu- uh, bust out my 3DS all the time. But you know. Yeah. Well, yeah, my, my it, poor 3DS has been dead since uh, the big Pokemon battle I a couple weeks ago. I keep my charge. I probably open it at least once a day. Um, I don't play it very much or for very long most of the time, but uh, Metopia well, will probably get me playing it again, and certainly Metroid will. Yeah. Well, like, example from me today, because I, I went out today and I wanted to have a game with me because I'm obsessed. <laughs> and I, know, I knew I wanted to have my Switch. And I finally found pants that have giant pockets so I can pocket my Switch, if you can believe that, like yeah, with I the Joy Cons attached. So I put that in my uh, MC Hammer pants. That's impressive. And, <laughs> and then I realized that I wanted to play Metopia a little bit. Like So I thought, okay, well, I better put that in the other pocket. So now I have my 3DS in one pocket. I've got my Switch in my other pocket. It, it's like I'd love to just have it all on one system. Like Even if there was a way to, like, like PS... i got one hand in my pocket, and the <laughs> other one is playing Nintendo. <laughs> Beautiful. But, but, like, even if there was a way to reverse, like, PlayStation Vita it where I could like play 3DS games on my Switch like that would suffice for me but like I just I like the idea of having everything on my sexy new system you don't want that it doesn't work I I promise I thought that's how it would be with PS4 and it sucks yeah we've kind of well at least um I have anyways I've gotten used to the um the economy of like Apple or Android where I can you know kind of still play all my old stuff but all the shiny new stuff I can still play on my shiny new device, you know. But yeah. I can I can go back and play like all like um, Prism or whatever that old iPhone game was that first came out when the <laughs> iPhone came out, and I and it works fine. But at the same time, I still have like Pokemon Go and, and all that stuff as well. I mean, I think that's kind of where the industry in general is leading, and hopefully that's and where Nintendo is going as well. So yeah, and I would not be surprised if whatever replaces the 3DS will be fully compatible with uh, Switch games and stuff like that. Maybe not all Switch games, but might do, like you said, that kind of iPhone, iPad sort of thing where certain games have a lower um, quality version for portable. Because I know they were looking into that as far as like patents were concerned a couple mm-hmm. years ago. So It's funny so you say that. That would completely we were... take me off guard. Like I wasn't well, expecting that at all. Lucas, you and I were you and I were talking about that the other day. Remember the uh, Switch console, Switch with the 3D at the end of it. The yeah, 3D well, you Switch. were talking about you were talking about having a <laughs> um, like a 3D accessible Switch, and like that, I totally see. But like, I don't know, just the thought of like my newest 3DS, whatever it would be called, 
being able to play Switch games just seems like kind of a nah. Switch killer to me. No, you, know? you, you do the Switch, and you put it with uh, two cartridge slots, one for Switch games and one for 3DS games. I would, imagine, yeah, I, I would imagine whatever <laughs> replaces the 3DS would be portable only, so that would be the big difference, but we're yes. speculating here. And yeah. so. All right, guys. Well, I think that's pretty much takes us out of the um, this little bit of news, even though it was more of a speculation more than anything but that's okay because that's what we're here to do anyways so that brings us to the yeah so that brings us to the end of the news here and happy steve Um, is ready to take wait oh no i skipped one you're right nope nope reggie had something to say too i skipped one let's talk about (laughs) reggie then first i suppose um justin this one and phil spencer oh yeah that too (laughs) this Um, one was yours justin so why don't you uh take up this uh reggie interview that he had with ign Yeah, and I guess I may as well just read the whole quote. Yeah, might as well. Um, but basically, uh, IGN asked him if uh, there would be any physical rewards for my Nintendo, kind of like Club Nintendo started out with and eventually got rid of, and my phone just went to sleep. Hang on a second. And uh, so Reggie had to say, quote, From the Nintendo of America standpoint, we have it as a priority to make my Nintendo much more meaningful moving forward. Fizume says it could it could uh, have physical rewards, but uh, he mentioned that uh, the challenge again uh, opening quotes again the challenge I would just share is unlike Japan, which is a very concentrated market, I've got to create solutions that are going to work for Canada that are going to work for Latin America. And he explained that noting because it's quote a much more diverse marketplace physical goods gets a little more challenging um and that's basically um what again what happened with club nintendo was you know i mean they would ship that stuff out to you for free right and uh you know i mean the first reward we got was that giant statue of all the mario characters and then we got a giant box full of buttons and stuff like that and they'd send out calendars every year and maybe you got all that stuff <laughs> i got all the i got all the crap because i came in late see oh. i was i was a i was a day one adopter same but. and i had two accounts because i had to have a platinum tro- uh, reward and the gold reward because they wouldn't let you no. have both really i, I um but yeah, I mean, I, I shipping all I, that stuff gets really expensive, especially when you have to ship it from Washington to, say, upstate New York. Right. Yeah, I, I've, I'm of the opinion where, okay, sure, maybe this, it, it, there are business reasons behind it, but... Like, figure that shit out, man. It's not that hard. Amazon can ship all over the United States and Canada Amazon and has been lose. Amazon has been losing money for years, though, and Prime has actually made it worse. All so. I'm saying is I want my fucking Mario hat, Justin. <laughs> yeah, I think I think the um, desire just- for physical goods is strong enough at least with like the core nintendo base so they could even if even if the way they work it out is like only like the top five percent of like buyers get anything like hell the charge people me that for really shipping. want I'll, it i'll pay ten dollars yeah. to get my fucking mario hat i or my calendar yeah. even you know well, well i and, and let me say because i feel like i was about won't. to have this conversation so. yeah, um go ahead. 
was like when I got into it, I got into it really late. Like I got into it, I think the year after they came out with the Doc Lewis Punch Out or something. Oh yeah, or, like the year of, and I was too late for it. So I missed out on like all the really cool stuff. By the time I got into it, it was like posters, and I think I got the buttons one year, like the thirty little retro buttons. I got the and, gold um, nunchuck. Oh yeah, that was a cool one. And for me, the most interesting experience was probably like buying the Hanafuda cards, but um. Overall, I kind of missed out on this, um, you know, Club Nintendo experience. So I would very much like to be able to participate in something that cool from the beginning. Well, and I I feel like I, I feel like being on the younger end of the spectrum. I was one of the people that didn't really know about it until it was too late, and I think there's kind of a demographic for younger, you know, I I say younger, meaning like twenty-year-olds to like get in on that now i think that Children. we would be willing to spend the money and you know get the goods um and and we were discussing this before the show started that maybe what nintendo should do is kind of set up regions uh, i mean that might overcomplicate their business side a little bit but i mean you've got the world of nintendo or whatever nintendo nyc whatever they're calling it now um, in Rockefeller Center maybe there can be a nintendo hub somewhere in new york city that takes care of shipping stuff to the east coast and with you know nintendo moving into universal maybe they can set up some sort of facility in florida and something in god forbid texas yeah <laughs> <laughs> no offense to our texas listeners we love you no no just not justin apparently no no new mexicans hate texas so fuck texas <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway um no, but I mean, with, with, with Nintendo kind of spreading out across the country and across the globe, maybe they might be able to find a way to, you know, get a little bit of warehouse space in these other locations and start shipping stuff from other locations. Well, you know, the fact is that when Nintendo does well, they have more opportunities to, you know, bring that back to the consumer. And the Wii U did not do well. So but maybe the Wii the did Switch very sells... well, and that's when we got Club Nintendo. Sure. That's that's I mean, exactly what I'm saying, though, is if the Switch does well, then maybe there's a chance for stuff like that to come back because Nintendo will have the resources to spend on it again. Obviously, during the Wii U era, there really wasn't much in the way of funding to be printing, manufacturing, and sending out giant little Mario statuettes to everybody who bought, like, $800 worth of product. Like, now maybe the market is there because they'll actually have the money to do that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, going back to the original point of what Reggie said, that the country is, you know, big and it's hard to do that kind of shipping stuff, I would much rather that my my Nintendo rewards well maybe maybe I'm speaking just for myself here but I would like if I could use those coins like my gold coins or anything like that as like actual currency in the eShop I would I would that would make me more happy but I know there's a lot of issues there because then you have to pay your partners with the funny money and all that stuff but at, <laughs> yeah. at the same at the same time I I think that that would go a long way as well but you know well Nintendo- that's how it went well I mean Okay, the problem with using your My Nintendo coins, I'm mean, like maybe the gold coins, like you said, but I mean the platinum ones, they just give those to you for playing the game. I can understand why they wouldn't want to give you a physical reward for something you didn't actually spend money on. Sure, yeah. That... But, um, 
Yeah, I mean, uh, what it yeah, really comes to, what it really comes down to is what it, I mean, what are Microsoft and Sony doing for their loyalty programs? Jack shit. So like, well, Nintendo, exactly. does, Nintendo doesn't have to do any of this stuff. Well, so Sony, I mean, Sony Nintendo, had gone up until about two year or a year or two ago, and then they basically dropped that like everything else. Sure. Yeah, but I mean, Nintendo has like a thirty-five year history of you know of games in this country i mean you've got people who are in their 40s who grew up playing nintendo who you know maybe they want some of those tchotchkes that they used to give out i mean i'm certainly not opposed to physical goods i can totally understand why we have had a hard time getting them but at the same time it's a little unfair to look at the stuff that japan gets and be like hey i want that even if you have to like license it out and sell it at Toys R Us. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, maybe maybe not make it part of my Nintendo, or you know, give us a coupon through my Nintendo that we can take to you know Toys R Us or GameStop or wherever, and say, hey, I have a coupon for thirty percent off that Nintendo product that you can only get here. Right. Yeah, that would be great. So, okay. Um... Listen to us, Nintendo. We have good ideas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, so I think that's about all there is to say about my Nintendo, guys. I don't know that we need to drag that on anymore. <laughs> um, so that brings us to the final news topic, and it's an, also a happy news topic. So, Steve, what, what, happy Steve, are you still there? Happy, happy Steve. Can I, yes, can I happy, speak with you? happy Steve is still here. Okay, are, are, you, so, are, are, are you happy right now, Steve? Until uh, I read this article. <laughs> <laughs> Phil, Sp- Phil Spencer from Microsoft. Again, we are on a Nintendo show. Um, comments about PS4 rejecting crossplay. Um, he, let's see. So um, obviously, um, for those of you that didn't hear it or weren't listening last week, um, Sony flat out rejected cross-platform play for for not only Minecraft on Switch, um, but they also rejected it for Rocket League. And. <laughs> And Basic, Steve is just giddy about that. And, yeah. <laughs> and basically, a Sony executive of some sort. Um, but, no, they, this they, is fun. They flat out said, you know, yeah, we're not doing it because, uh, you know, we're trying to protect our user base, was what it summed up to, from what we I We have gathered. to protect the children. Yes. <laughs> so, all the scary Microsoft games like Minecraft. Yeah. <laughs> so, Phil Spencer kind of took that as a little bit of an insult and said, quote, the fact that somebody would make an assertion that somehow we're not keeping Microsoft players safe, I found not only from a Microsoft <laughs> perspective, but from, an, a, 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 from a game industry here. perspective. I don't Editorial know. Comment here from from Sony, the company that got hacked a couple of years ago and <laughs> yeah. had to reset everybody's passwords because their account information got hijacked. Sorry. Continue. <laughs> so. Um, not only from a Microsoft perspective, but from a game industry perspective, I don't know why that has become the dialogue. That doesn't seem healthy for anyone. We take the safety of Xbox Live, our players across all of our games, and inside of Minecraft, obviously an incredibly important part of that. It is incredibly important to our team. Um, We would never put Minecraft in a place where we feel like we weren't keeping our players safe. And as Eugene put in the notes, the same point that I was making last week, um, <laughs> the irony of Sony blocking such a move while uh, while Nintendo, which is famous for being overly protective of its players, is perfectly okay um, 
you know, basically, <laughs> Nintendo's cool with it. Microsoft's cool with it. What's Sony's problem? Because Nintendo has always been the ones to protect their fans. And then there was one more comment that uh, I needed to bring up. Um, let me just see if I can pull up the article real fast because it was sent to me. Um, also, the uh, developers. Mike, Mike wants you to say that he added that, not yes. Eugene. Mike, he, oh, okay. he he actually didn't add that, but whatever, Mike, you can have your. <laughs> no, what no, what Mike added was that the developers of Rocket League, um, as well as a bunch of other developers out there, according to IGN, are also interested in crossplay, and Sony has been rejecting them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. So Sony so... just flat out doesn't want to play nice with everybody. And Which you is can funny. tell that this goes beyond um, just being like a safety thing. There's right. got to be a corporate motivation behind. Oh this. yeah, and I'm sorry, a, I don't want to play. I feel like I, there's I an ego play, thing coming in play here. Hang on. Yeah, and like I, I don't want to play, um, like you know, conspiracy theorist about this, and I don't want to like slam an entire company, but it just seems ridiculous that they're not doing this and that the only reason they're giving is because they're afraid of safety concerns. Like, I understand no. that you want to keep things in-house because you want to keep things safe, but you've got a gigantic network of tons and tons of players, and if somebody's going to find a way into, like, a PlayStation gamer's situation, they're going to do that whether you're playing cross-play or not. Right. Like... And, it's gonna happen. And uh, Michael Thompson and Chad brought up uh, actually exactly the point I was going to bring up was in the last generation. Um, oh, and actually, he says as far back as the PS2 era, Sony actually did cross-play with PC. I remember yeah. um, if you bought Portal 2 on the PlayStation 3, you also got it for Steam. So you know they've partnered with outside. Uh, gaming communities before for stuff like this, but for some reason, again, I think it's an ego thing. Sony's like, we right dominate on. the market right and now. If we don't want to play, we're not going to play. And let me just say, like, hats off to Nintendo. I realize that this is a minor thing in, like, the gaming community as a whole, but for Nintendo, this is a huge step towards creating do, a more accessible system for do you, people. Do you guys understand what this means for Nintendo? In order for Microsoft, or in order, sorry, I keep saying Microsoft, in order for Minecraft to be played on the Switch cross-platform with PC and Xbox One, you have to sign into an Xbox Live account. And that does a couple of things. Um, because you're signing into an Xbox Live account, you're agreeing to all the Xbox Live terms and conditions, so Microsoft can still protect the players, just like they always have been, just like Sony's been doing, and just like Nintendo wants to do. But basically, in order for this to work, you have to sign into another company's account. That could not have been an easy deal to work out for Nintendo. No, of course. Right. And, and, you know, and I, you feel know like how... th I feel like this is also a checkbox for Microsoft because they can get up on their on their press conference next year and say, look at all the new Xbox Live accounts we have this year. Yeah. You know, look at how big <laughs> yeah. our business is expanding while we're in third well, place. <laughs> and Nintendo is just so, like, famously does not play well with others. Like, to the point where they don't even regard, in, in their own words, PlayStation and Xbox as actual competition. They're just also, like, sharing the same market space. But <laughs> Nintendo does its own thing all the time. Like, right. like, they don't even pretend that the other companies exist. But the fact that they're finally willing to do something like this gives me a lot of hope that this system is going to be really really innovative more than it already is because that's cool that's a huge step for nintendo like i don't want that to go unnoticed 
Yeah, and well, I, f- I feel like this is kind of the extension of a kind of under-the-table partnership Nintendo has had with Microsoft for years, because... You know, even after, I don't remember whether I said this on the podcast last week or in an off-air off discussion, but, you know, even after Rare was sold to Microsoft, they were still allowed to release new games on Nintendo systems, just not with Nintendo IPs. And, you know, the, there was something else that Nintendo and Microsoft kind of... Oh, well, the fact that Microsoft has never tried to enter the portable market, I think, has been kind of a concession to Nintendo. Like, hey, we're not going to intrude on your space because we could always just publish stuff on your portables and not consider it competition. Well, and what I wonder is who was the one that approached who about this deal? Like, right. is it Microsoft approaching Nintendo and being like, hey... We're getting killed this generation. I mean, you know, they're obviously doing well. They're selling plenty. Microsoft is selling plenty of consoles, but month over month, Sony is still the top-selling console on the market at the moment. Um, yeah. So it makes you wonder: Did Microsoft go to Nintendo and be like, "Hey, let's do this. This will give us both a leg up on Sony," or did Nintendo go to him and be like, "Hey, you know, we want in in this. What do we need to do to get to be a part of this cross-platform deal?" It's the the way I see it going down, and Steve, you might want to just pop out and pop back in because you're getting a little dragony on us. Okay, yeah. back. But um, but the way I see the deal going down is, I, I think it was a lot less like you know spy and backroom alley than that. I think Microsoft just flat out said like, hey, we want to do crossplay with all the systems. Are you guys in? And like Nintendo was like, sign us up. And PlayStation was like, no way, bro. Yeah. And like that's all there is to it. I don't. I don't think that Xbox and or Microsoft and Nintendo necessarily have like, you know, this little like we're in cahoots now. We're gonna be the big two so kind of thing. The, I think yeah. it just happened that that PlayStation decided not to play with the other systems. And, well, and the, the reason the, the, to pop in here just for a sec. I, the reason why I like. The reason why I think Sony isn't playing nice is because they're the market leader, right? So what incentive right. do what incentive do they have for let's say like Star Wars Battlefront players to play with um, Sony and Microsoft? Because what that would do would mean that um, like if you have a friend that has a PS4 but you only have an Xbox One, well, tough shit, you can't play with them. So maybe you would have the incentive to buy it to buy a PS4 and buy Battlefront on the PS4. And if, if, yeah. there, if there was a lot if of, there was cross-play, cross-talk, all that stuff, well then, you know, like if all your friends are on PS4 and you have an Xbox One, who cares? Because I can play with you. So I don't so, know. Maybe, maybe, yeah. maybe there's some of kind my, of... Uh, sorry for interrupting Eugene. I was just about to say that a lot of my uh, decisions on what system I buy a game on last generation was who do I know on what system who will also be playing the game? Well, I was just going to tag on to Eugene's thought there and say that that's a good short-term view of the situation is, oh, you know, cross-platform gaming, who cares? You know, if you want to play with PlayStation, you buy a PlayStation. Long-term situation, if Nintendo and Xbox are cross-play, like, throughout the generation on multiple different games, and that's a huge thing then people are going to be buying Xboxes and Nintendos so they can play together. Like, they're not going to want to get the one system that keeps everybody out. I already know Steve's friends, and admittedly, these are Steve's friends, so I'm sure that they're a little more, you know, capable of making the Switch, pun unintended, to Nintendo (laughs) systems. But, like, 
Steve's friends are already considering buying Xboxes and Nintendos yeah. so I, they yeah. can play with Steve I've got, because they don't want to be isolated on the PlayStation anymore. Like it's already happening. Half, right. of, half of my Minecraft crew, who is all part of the same family, um, are looking for a Switch right now. I'm helping them find a Switch. Yeah. Yeah. And the other one is about to hit legendary status on Rocket League, and he's not going to give that up. And like he says, no big deal. Your audio is no better right now, Steve, just so you know. Okay. Well, we'll figure it out during the break. Yeah. But, but yeah, that's kind of the whole point is I, I don't think it's going to be a huge thing right now. I think if Nintendo and Xbox can keep this up in the future and PlayStation refuses to play along, it could, at the very least, it could do well for Xbox because I think a lot of PlayStation gamers would be willing to make the Switch over to Xbox. I don't know how many of those gamers will make the Switch over to Switch, but... It, it it can't hurt either company to be playing nicely with each other. I'll be honest. If I get another system other than Switch this generation, it will be an Xbox One, partially because of this, uh, partially because of you know Rare Replay, mm-hmm. and partially because supposedly their um, Xbox One upgrade is supposed to be fully backwards compatible all the way back to classic Xbox. So right there, like three big reasons for me not to bother with a PS4. Yeah, I, I mean that's pretty much the reason why I went with Xbox. Like I, I, I got it early. But, oh, and, also Rock Band. <laughs> All my Rock Band songs are on my 360. So right, but yeah, I, I got in on the Xbox One kind of early, and I didn't even know that that I was going to be able to download my older Xbox Live games to the Xbox One. You know, that just kind of came as a bonus. And now, like, I don't really see a reason to buy a PlayStation anymore with all this shit coming out. You know, like if. If I wasn't so salty, I would easily say that if I ever got enough money for it, my next system would be a PlayStation 4 because of all the Capcom nonsense. But, like, I'm I'm obstinate and I'm, like, willful enough to not do it just because of my principles. So, like, PlayStation's <laughs> off the board for me entirely at this See, point. The, the problem I really is... have no interest in an Xbox One, so, like, <laughs> I'm... Yeah, and see, the, the problem is, like, Michael Thompson is saying in the chat that the um, PS4 does have good exclusives. Like, I want to play Bloodborne because I like the Dark Souls series, and I want to play yeah. um, a From Software game, you know? Like, I want to, I just want to... Monster in- Hunter World. Yeah, there you go, but, like... <laughs> And see, uh, I, I don't know. It, what it comes down to, I guess, is gaming is a hobby. You know, it's going to cost money. So if, if you if you want to enjoy all the fun stuff, you got to pony up. So, well, and beyond that, there is a principal aspect to it. And I know we want to get off this topic, but um, like at a certain point, you feel bitten by companies when they do stuff like this, even if it's not. I mean, obviously, it's not personal. It's all business. It's all corporate. But like, PlayStation doesn't want to add cross-platform to any of their uh, games right now. So why should I buy a system that is going to be, you know, less reliable for me than maybe like an Xbox? Yeah, it might have better exclusives, but like, if you don't care totally for the exclusive games, and you're looking for more of like a community feature, like I think a lot of people are at this point, like, it just doesn't make sense to get a system that's constantly telling you, like, hey, you can't do this, but you can do that, but watch out, because you won't be able to do this, you know? Right. Yeah. Right. And, and then, you know, kind of going back full circle, that's kind of what you get <laughs> when you uh, buy a Nintendo console, because, yeah, the Switch is great, but, like, well, there's all, a lot of buts. Like, you're not going to get the big third-party games, you're not going to get all this other yeah. stuff, but... I but, think with how well the Switch is selling, we... Maybe next year we'll see a bigger uh, third-party support. Sure, but you know we're the, never going to ni- see we're never going to see like a Shadow of Mordor type game on the Switch just because yeah. it can't handle it. You know, like that, the, it's that's just not in its wheelhouse. 
the nicest thing about the Switch, going back to this again, the nicest thing about it for me is that the company that's behind it treats it with respect. The company that's behind it puts 150% effort into it and comes out with all these great AAA titles for it because they know they have to and because they know it's the only reason people keep buying Nintendo systems. And like knowing that I'm buying a system that the company is invested in and wants to put their time and energy into, that means a lot to me. I'm not just buying a system that they're like, oh, well, let's make a fourth one and, you know, make more money off of it. Like, I know that the Switch is really important to Nintendo because people are always talking about whether Nintendo's going to fail in the next system or not. <laughs> and I, I know that they want to do their best with it. I, loved, I love it when developers feel pressured to do their best because that's when things get really good. Right. That's that's that. Okay, guys. So let's get out of the news. Um, I I think that we've kind of hit everything that there is to hit this week. You know, it is post E three, so it's kind of a slow news week. So let's uh, go on to something fun. Let's play some Nintendo tunes. But before we do, we're gonna take a little break, oh. and um, we're gonna let um, Steve test out his audio. We're gonna make sure he's back, not dragging in or anything like that. And yeah, we'll be back and play some Nintendo tunes. We'll be right back. Okay, so we are back. We're going to play Nintendoons just in a little bit, but <laughs> we're going to let Steve talk about the games he's been playing because he's got to leave a little bit early tonight. So, Steve, I know you've been playing a lot of games. I want to talk to you about... Um, I don't know if you're going to talk about Thumper, but I'd like you to. So why don't you tell me oh, yeah. about some of the games you've been playing? Okay. Um, so I guess we'll start with Thumper. Um, I got pretty into that a couple of weeks ago. Um trying to think what happened i finished zelda and i was like okay i need something else to play i didn't know what to play started playing thumper and that game is awesome um i think it's like i think it's like 20 bucks uh it's a rhythm game it's in the vein of runner except for a lot faster and the music isn't quite as good Mm -hmm. um but you know, kind of like what we were saying a few weeks ago when we were talking about it. If I try to describe the game to you, it's going to be very difficult. Um, but basically, you've got these beats that you've got to hit with one button. You've got these turns that you've got to hit with the control stick and another button. And it's basically two hits and you're dead. And the levels go so fast that you can... Like, you'll be playing, you'll finish a level, and it immediately jumps you to the next level... And then you'll finish that, and then you're immediately in the next level. You've done nine levels before you even realize what's going on, and then you're at a boss. Um, so I've been, you know, I played that for quite a bit. My wife watched me play it. As I was playing it, I was explaining to her what was going on, and then she started to get it. Um, but uh, yeah, really fun game. The videos, I don't know. I think it was Lucas. Does it, did you say you had watched a video on it on the eShop, and you're like, I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> yeah, I checked out Thumper on the eShop because you guys were all talking about it, and I was like, oh, this sounds magical. <laughs> and I watched it, and I didn't even like like I I played Bit Trip Runner to death. I love that game, but like I had no idea what this game was except for Eugene's description of it. And like I, they spoil the boss, like because I've seen that in the video. Sure. And, like, I don't know. It just like it didn't do it for me. I'm I'm not. It, I don't. I don't want to get Thumper. Is my end point to that? Yeah. If it, if it goes on like a massive sale, maybe like even fifty percent off. If you can get it for like ten yeah. bucks, I think that's your price. That's that's it. that's my plan. Yeah. <laughs> but it, I I think it's worth it at twenty dollars. I mean, I've played the hell out of it on the PC. I must have put at least twenty thirty. Well, I can open up my Steam log right now. Let's see. 
Um, yeah, 25 hours of it. So, I mean, I've definitely gotten my money's worth. So, I don't know. Yeah, and it, it looks like a good game. It's just, it's kind of like Minecraft. Like, I'm waiting for it to be really cheap because I've already put in a lot of money in games that, like, I really wanted. So, you know. Right. But this is Steve's change the system. So, so Steve? <laughs> so, yeah. So, Beyond Thumper, um, I... Can everybody hear me okay, by the way? Or should I try resetting something? We can something? hear you. You're better no, now okay. than you, you were a minute ago. You cut in and out a little bit, but I think okay. the audience can hear you just fine, and it'll be good on and, recording. Yeah, my so. recording will be fine. Um, so after that, uh, Lucas and I were kind of challenged to a little Pokemon battle with uh, a friend of a host of another podcast that we know. And <laughs> I held my own pretty well. Um, Lucas, Say not it, so you much. you know you want to. <laughs> I think I think we both ended with us each fainting two of his Pokemon, yeah. didn't we? Yeah. So let's not say that you held your own well, no. and I not so much. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, okay. Let's call a let's call a ponyta a ponyta here. And no, say I, that I we actually, both kind of had our asses carved off. Well, I did have my ass carved off, but I did get him down to his last two Pokemon. So there was that. Okay. And that was far better than I did last time I fought him. Um, but basically the, the announcement that Pokemon, um, Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon was coming, got me and Lucas playing again, and we've been staying up late strategizing. There was an online battle I did where I got my ass absolutely handed to me, like, (laughs) before I even knew what happened. Um, and so I will be adopting that strategy to see if I can turn it on, uh, Ian, the guy that we were battling with. Um, Who else are you battling with? Might as well give him a shout out here too. Yeah, his oh, his name is random. his name is Ian. His so Lewis, uh, formerly from this show, who's on Nintendo Voice. His friend Ian, former host of Pokemon Voice, is the one that we battled. <laughs> this will be on show, episode four hundred. So, yeah, so we got our asses handed to us more or less. Um, so that was it fun. was rough. Um, <laughs> and then the other game I've been playing is Mario Kart Eight Deluxe. Um, had some stuff happen over the last week that I'm not going to get into, but I've had a lot of, you know, just downtime with my wife over the last week or so, and we've been playing a lot of Mario Kart 8 Deluxe on the Switch. Sure. Um, I've completed 150cc with three-star rankings. I've completed Mirror Mode with three-star rankings, and now I'm just starting on 200cc to unlock Gold Mario. Nice. So... Yeah, so I I was going to play Shantae, but haven't really been in the right mindset for that. Um, you know, I got an 8-bit Do controller, because Justin kind of sold me on it, and <laughs> really haven't had a chance to play with it, because it's good on games like Cave Story and Shantae, neither of which I've been in the right mind to play. So, hoping to play some of those two games this weekend. I bet you would be magical with Oh, it's amazing on Puyo that night where me, you, and Mike, and Lucas were playing. Oh, that's right. You were using it. That's right. That's right. I actually was able to hold my own. (laughs) (laughs) I was holding my own that night, too, but I wasn't playing a game. Oh, God. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Oh, my God. So, yeah, I I think that was everything I wanted to cover in my part of Change the System. Awesome. Awesome. Well, cool. Thank you. Well, uh, what do you say we uh, change the system again and play some Nintendoons? How am I supposed to introduce? I forget. Well, we're hey, back. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Nintendo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, last time I did it wrong, so welcome back to uh, Nintendo Radio. Uh, this is Justin. I will be hosting Nintendo Tunes today. 
and uh, let's see, open up my folder here, and... So, uh, those of you in the live uh, chat, by the way, let oh, me know yeah, how... Oh, explain what it is. Yeah, let, let me know how the <laughs> audio is working for this, because this is we're on a new system here, so if you can't hear Justin's audio for some reason, let me know. So, tell us what Nintentoons is, Justin. Okay, um, yes, uh, Nintentoons is uh, the host tonight, me, will play... A uh, bunch of songs from games that came out on Nintendo Systems, and the uh, other hosts have to guess what game it is. Um, I should probably get my scorecard out here. Um, if not, uh, Heather's in chat, right? No, she <laughs> no she's not this not. week. She's moving this week, so... Oh, okay. Well, let me see here. Um, so we, we have no referee. Okay, well, I'll just try and keep track. I mean, if Mike still isn't studying, then he could be our ref. <laughs> he's still in chat. All right, yeah, well, let's get there. this started before uh, I run out of recording time here. Let me just see uh, what... I got a bunch of things open here, but I this was kind of a last-minute decision for me to host, so... All I, right. I've got mine ready if you're not. No, I'm good. Uh, and here we go. Oh god, so loud. Yeah, I turned it down, sorry. Oh. Uh, is it, is it T, uh, Ninja Turtles? Uh, could you be more specific? Is it the arcade? Turtles in Time. No. Damn it. It's not Turtles in Time, it's not the arcade. <laughs> it's a Super Nintendo one, I would imagine. Um, as long as you ask, no. Is it Turtles 2, since you're mad at me because I played the wrong song? Uh, no, it is okay. not Turtles 2. <laughs> is it Turtles 3, the arcade, or whatever that one is called? Yeah, I'll, I'll give it to you since process of elimination. <laughs> and I was the one that said Turtles originally, so... Um, let me just find... Let's go with this. Mmm. Sounds like an earthquake. I hear gurgling. Is, is this Majora's song? Mask? Oh my god, Eugene with two in a row. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> okay, so Eugene and Justin got together before the show and said, Hey bro, Eugene, you never win because you suck at this game. Let's, uh... For... <laughs> what... What made you say Majora's Mask I just when there was knew, no music yet? I heard the I heard that and that reminded me of like that area where you go and find the butler or whatever and you have to follow him or something. I, I just remember like ominous sounds and that just is just what it's reminded me of, so <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about, but this is the Snowhead Temple. So <laughs> Okay, well I the, the you know the butler in the Deku um whatever? Oh, okay. I, I I know it's not that in music now that that I'm hearing it, but that's just what it reminded me of, and I guess that's what it was. Jesus. All right, so Eugene has two. Uh, let me write this down here so I don't lose track. E two S zero L zero. There we go. <laughs> Yay. All right, come on, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I just need my one point. Pokemon Snap? Uh, no. Wario something? It's not Wario something, and I'm hoping there's more to this music, because I only have four tracks from this game. 
do we want? I, I either need a hint or a new track. Is this I a peripheral by any chance? What? Is this a peripheral? What was the question? Is this a peripheral like the e-reader or something? No, it is not. Okay. Interesting question though. Um, do we want to? Do we? All right, the system. Do we want a system or a yeah. genre or? Give me system. Nintendo 64. Let's uh, try another one. Uh, I should get out of the chat because I think. Uh, oh, hey! Think it's spoiled. All right, I only have three music tracks for this apparently. <laughs> so. Uh... All right. Well, give us track number two. Yeah, I just exited the chat as well, so Justin, you'll have to be our chat guide. I didn't realize the Fresh Prince of Bel Air had a video game. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it was Nintendo 64 mid 90s. It was the um, sequel to Home Improvement. Sequel to what? Home Improvement. The, ho the sequel to Home Improvement. Oh, good grief. <laughs> I'm not even acknowledging that question. <laughs> um. Space Channel 5 never came out on Nintendo systems. No, and if it did, it would have been on GameCube, because that was after N64. Did you All already right, give um, us genre? Yeah, it is a sports game. Oh, God. Uh, on the N64? NFL Blitz. Correct. No. Uh, if I play you the next and last track, you might get it. But is it gonna be like da 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 da? Wait, is this NBA? Is this that NBA game? It is not. It is not NBA. But uh, the fact that you keep on mentioning black people is pretty <laughs> close to the <laughs> Shaq Fu. Shaq Fu. Uh, All right. It's a sports the, the game. Of course, there's black people. A... Wait, what is this? Have I done this one yet? Hang on. Ugh. Is it like a Michael Jordan golf game or something? <laughs> no. Um, this is Nintendo published. Kobe Bryant in NBA courtside. Did they publish that? I don't know. No. That must not be it if you had to ask. <laughs> <laughs> Did they publish that? Because that's it. <laughs> All right. Are we... Uh... I give up. I can see. All right. We'll, yeah. play the, we'll play the title screen, and uh, if you don't get it from that, then there's no hope for you. Shit, that's the wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds just like the last song. Yes, <laughs> I can... I had a different window open and everything got messed up when I lost it. Here we go. Hi, this is Ken Griffey Jr. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're all kind of on the same yeah. ballpark now. No pun intended. <laughs> Alright, well who's going to blurt it out first? I think Ken Griffey already did. I think Ken did. Griffey Jr. already did that. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a no point round. Yeah. Alright, fine. I've been saving I mean, that one too. <laughs> we can tweet Ken Griffey Jr. and tell him that he got a point on. Um, <laughs> okay, well, tins. all right. There were two Ken Griffey Jr. games for the N64. Which one is it? The first one. The second no, one. No, the second one. <laughs> no, you were right the first time, Lucas. So <laughs> Does it have 64 in the title? Is it like Ken Griffey? No, it is Major League Baseball featuring Ken Griffey Jr. The second one was called Winning Run. But... Somebody from the chat. Tweet at Ken Griffey, 
hashtag blame <laughs> he'll, he'll figure it out um, and of course the whole reason behind that was uh, Nintendo owned I think still owns the Seattle no they just sold the Seattle Mariners oh, yeah, and right. uh, Howard Lincoln was the uh, manager of it at one point alright um, alright what should I do next let's go with this one Oh, well, it's Capcom for sure. Is it like Ghosts and Goblins? That wasn't Capcom, was it? Yeah, it was. It is, is it Ghosts, Ghosts and, and Goblins? goblins. <laughs> is it that one with Art? Super Ghouls no, and Ghosts? The same game. No. Will you turn it down a bit? It's a little loud. I got a lot of music for this one. I so. like it, whatever it is, so keep it coming. And and, I, and I'm not watching chat, so... What the hell? <laughs> we just changed genres, boys and girls! <laughs> oh no, this is what? all the same game. Is what this... platform is this? NES, it's gotta be. NES. Okay. Is this the yeah. Chippendales it's... game? It, uh, no, it isn't, but Lucas was right. It is a Capcom game. Did they do Mickey Mousecapades? Did they? This yeah. isn't Mickey Mouse to face. Okay. <laughs> I love when he answers a question with a question. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, when I do, the answer is definitely no. <laughs> All uh, I can say for sure is it's not Mega Man anything. Is it a licensed title? It is a licensed title. It's not Chippendale. It is not Chippendale. Is it on the Disney Afternoon Collection? It is not a Disney Afternoon game. It's not DuckTales, it's not Darkwing Duck, it's not Chip and Those Tales. are all Disney. Oh, Tailspin! Uh, no. Yeah, but that, those ones did weren't they have on the... Did a Tailspin? Yeah, there was, there was. They did. I, I'll be honest, I don't know what's on the collection, so... <laughs> well, Tailspin wasn't on the collection, but it was a Disney game. I can we get a new song? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've been changing it up every once in a while without telling you. Did I do this one already? This game is bipolar. I re- yeah, now it's an RPG. Yeah, <laughs> I, I really like the music, though. Alright, so here's what we've got. It is a Capcom game on the NES. It is licensed, and it is not a Disney Afternoon game. Genre? Uh, it is a platformer. Well, that doesn't help. That, that helps. <laughs> yeah, shit. <laughs> Alright, um, just so we don't drag this out any longer, I'll give you stage one. Oh yeah. Was that was that an I know it oh yeah or just ti- No, I'm dancing in my room right <laughs> it's now. It's not Tiny Tune Adventures, is it? Nope. I get I don't know. God, I love this. I do too. I have no idea. Okay. I'll give you the title theme music and but I'm guessing nobody's actually heard of this one. This is what it sounds like in my head all the time. <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> nope. <laughs> this might actually come to think of it, this might be a license that's a little too old for most of you kiddos. The game is Yo Noid. Oh, Yo, Yo Noid? fucking Noid! That's the Domino's <laughs> was that the bullshit pizza guy. Yeah. Yes, that was the pizza God guy. God damn it! Why didn't I think of Yo fucking Noid? 
Justin's like the Justin's like the grandpa who gives his kids like nickels for Christmas, and he's like, the kiddos will love this. I know well, I did back in the well, day. Well, don't worry, cool spots coming up. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I I remember seeing that fucking game like at Blockbuster and saying nope. It was actually good. I mean, it was a hard game, but it was a good game. Let me um, just it was point actually, out they they actually basically reskinned an obscure Japanese game for it. So. Let me just point out that that game was old enough that Eugene said that he saw it at a Blockbuster. <laughs> <laughs> Let the record well, show. Well, it was an NES game, so you know. Right. Blockbuster did exist back then. Yeah, right, let's see. <laughs> That's my um. point. <laughs> hey, I rented Super Nintendo games from Blockbuster. I'll have when, you know. When I was a kid, the only games Blockbuster rented were N sixty four. Like you could not find an NES or a Super Nintendo uh, game at a Blockbuster. Oh, I know this. Why? So Pilot Wings Resort. No. Oh, we. It's one of those Wii games. We Sports Resort. We Sports. Jeez, oh, Lucas got another one Son from a wild a guess. Bitch. It is Wii Sports. Well, I knew it was one of them. Like, <laughs> what is this music from? What is a wild guess? Where did, where did it come? Where did this music come from? It's like a results screen like, or something, right? Oh, golf. Yeah, it's it the end music from Course Select. Yeah, I was trying go. to find some in-game music, but there isn't any in-game music, so that was the golf course yeah, select. Yeah, there we go. See that? You do a game from when we all actually existed, and suddenly I'm okay. It's just when you pull this like old man garbage. <laughs> What's the score? It, Does Eugene have two or three? I have. Uh, you and Eugene are. Are tied, and then there were two that you didn't get. Yeah. Wait, I've only gotten one point. No, you got two because you got this yeah. one, and then um, you got something else earlier. Did, I did swear I did not. No, I didn't get Ken Griffey. Well, I mean, I think I might have given you the point for it. All right, I'll take it. Thank you, <laughs> Ken Griffey. I've, if you're I've listening, thank I'll you. be honest. This whole thing has been such a clusterfuck that I don't even remember. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I I know I only got one point, but I will take the two and tie Eugene to keep things interesting. So. <laughs> sure, All right, why let's not? do it. Justin, I want my obligatory point. <laughs> this is like a race to the bottom. All right, um. and shovel night. <laughs> oh God, I, oh, I know this, this too. Sonic, right? Sonic no, F Zero. It's F Zero. It's no. F-Zero. Oh my god. No, it is F-Zero GX. Notice how I'm not telling either of you that you're correct, so, you know, take Hold that on. for Hold what it's worth. Just stop fucking talking! <laughs> <laughs> I know this. Oh my god, I used this in, in in the fucking show like three weeks ago, this exact song. I know this. God, and it's not F-Zero? Oh my god. Shall I play another no, one? No, 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 hold on. It's coming Shut to up. me. F zero yeah. AX? No, shut up. Yeah, give me another song. Give me another song. Give me another song. Dun, dun, dun. Okay. Yeah, hurry up. Um. Sonic Colors? It's not fucking Sonic. <laughs> it is Sonic Colors. It, it is. I would right? never use Sonic in the show. I would I would never use Sonic in the show music ever. I know this. Fuck, why I know this I really this? well. Oh, I'm getting so mad. <laughs> I'm guessing by the fact that nobody's asking questions that you want to figure this out for yourselves. Yes. Yes. Shut up. Is it Pokken? 
Oh, it is oh, Tolkien! Oh, motherfucker, it is! Is it really? Oh, Son fuck. Yes, it is. <laughs> God damn it! Fuck! Oh, that is awesome. Thank you, Steve. I needed that. <laughs> oh, I don't need, I haven't oh. played that game. You I'm stole just that like, right from me. Oh. Did, was that In fact, so I think I used that song on Nintendoons like two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't think Pokken had been used before, but yeah. All right. Yeah, I did it like last time I hosted. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, I got my point. Uh, I'm good. Yep. Yep. <laughs> All right, so we are on what, round seven next? Sure, why not? <laughs> yeah. right. Let me reset my have, audio for a second here. I have to say that Michael Thompson said that he tweeted Ken Griffey and he said Lucas gets the point, so. <laughs> <laughs> I meant to do a happy I, face, but I wrote CD. Please I don't care. I, I still please, talking from uh, you bitches. Like, please retweet that and tag at Infendo in that, because <laughs> uh, I, I want pics or it didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Sorry. Oh, man. That was intense. That was like a good old arms battle where we each have no... We had that, Eugene. We had a fight where the two of us each had, like, zero health. I know. And the mystery guy comes in and steals it out from under you. You're right. Uh, One of the ones that I was going to do, I decided not to do. So let me uh, see here. This is round seven. I'm sorry. I am proud of that point. I am proud of that point, too. You completely <laughs> stole that one. Um, is this the one where Justin thinks way too long and doesn't play a damn games track? Six minutes, Justin. Oh. I know this very well, too. Mad World! It's Mad World! Holy shit. Son of wow. a bitch! I love this game. I love this game. <laughs> in fact, I think this is one of Doza Reyes' songs. Um, I think But so. this I... is an instrumental one. Yes, but I think you're right. I think this is Doza Reyes. I, like, have the entire Mad World track on my phone. Like, I, I love this game. I, I love this music. I have the official soundtrack on CD, and then I uh, downloaded all the instrumentals from somewhere. Have you ever listened to the Anarchy Reign soundtrack? Because it's, like, almost a direct sequel to Mad World. It, it, so no, I haven't listened to it yet. I want to get that game so badly. I just never think of it when... Uh, sh- if next time uh, GameStop has a buy two get one free thing, I'll make that my one of my games. Cool. That's every um, other day. <laughs> yeah, well, they didn't have one last time I was in there, so. Um, <laughs> all right, that was that was seven, correct? Sure, that was seven. Sure, why not? <laughs> Sounds good. All right. It makes me so happy when you play music that I actually recognize. <laughs> like the, I'm, I'm like a <laughs> child right now. <laughs> Alright. And Eugene is your angry older brother. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh. Oh, that's Pilot Wings Resort. <sighs> Jeez, I didn't even have to tell you we mentioned it earlier in the show. And I'm pretty sure Steve did this like last week on Nintendo. <laughs> me? I wouldn't play Pilot Wings. It Somebody was, did. It was me. I don't think last week no, was did, Eugene. I did pilot. I did pilot wings, but not resort. Just pilot. Yeah. Wings. Okay. I was gonna say because I generally cross one of them off. If, all right. So what is this music then? If you want to be so smart. Wasn't this the bicycle one? Uh, no, I think like the that air would bicycle. Be this one. Oh, then a- I don't know. Oh, was it the jetpack? Yes, it was the jetpack. <laughs> and can I just? Say I don't that know I was- what. 
I was really annoyed that that was not like a pack-in or pre-installed game. Yeah, it wasn't very good. It wasn't really even pilot wingsy, but yeah, I, um, mean, I enjoyed I wanted... it for what it was, and it was a great tech demo. But it was definitely not worth ooh, what thirty or forty bucks. No. I want to know what Michael Thompson is talking about in the chat. <laughs> I'm not sure right, what Gubble so is. So we got two more rounds to go here. Um, Lucas is in the lead. With four, Eugene has two, Steve has one. He's almost got to go. Yeah. Uh, uh, Steve got his point. I was to say, I got my point. Oh! Banjo-Kazooie? No. Oh my god. It's, uh... Luigi's Mansion 2? No. I know this. Is it Epic Mickey? It is Epic Mickey. Wow! Holy shit! I got two points. Nice. <laughs> you do have two points, and we have. Boy, one I would round left. not have gotten that. Un unless I lost track of rounds. I don't how know, the hell chat, did I get Epic doing? Mickey? I wasn't. E I was talking to my wife, and I'm like, oh, that's Epic Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, all of the ones that I thought you guys would uh, stumble on, you're getting right off the bat, so... That's because they're modern. <laughs> oh, God. I So, Gubble is a game. Look it up on your phone. Um, I'm right, afraid that it's like... <laughs> I'm afraid that it's like a trap, and I'm going to be, like, cursed in my phone or something if I look it up. I, I, have, to, I have to own it now. It's a... Uh, for some reason. Look it up. <sighs> All right, let's see here. Well, Lucas has officially won the game. Do we want to do the last round? Oh, I've seen this before. John Tron played this. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Um, no, I don't want to do that one. Crap. I may have been one short, or I deleted one from the list. Oh, no, no, I forgot. I didn't do this one yet. Um... That'll work. Oh, Donkey Kong Country 3 Advance. Damn! My god. <laughs> yeah. Damn! Wow. That's, I isn't, that, isn't that the tree level? I Jeez, sh Steve, <laughs> when you come in, just, like, come in swinging. <laughs> and... <laughs> can I, I request that we have a week where we don't play a Donkey Kong Country song? Because <laughs> you like, guys always play Donkey Kong Country. And can you wait till like, I pay times. attention before you start playing songs? <laughs> I have to spit my fish out. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that wasn't a euphemism. No, I, I literally had teriyaki fish in my mouth. <laughs> Why are you eating during Nintendo's? <laughs> I don't know. My brother-in-law brought me down food. I'm Italian. We don't turn away food. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh well. God. So Lucas, Lucas won with four. Steve was in second place with three, and Eugene lost with two. Okay. Well, I okay. just like to point out that if um, you're recording this, Eugene, and it turns out I did only get three points, like I think I did. That I tied with Steve, but we'll we'll see what happens. Should so we do I swear it? I only got three. Should we Justin do a tiebreaker just in case? Um, <laughs> just <laughs> prepared. I, I'm sure I could find something that you could 
jump on real quick if you want to do that. All right, where there's got to be innuendos and euphemisms all over the place. Steve, are you able so. to yes, do this? Yes, I don't have to pick up the pizza till 9.50, and it's only 9.01, so... <laughs> That's why quick. you're in a rush? <laughs> well, no, we, we, ha- we have a cleaning party at work that I've got to be at, and I'm bringing the dinner. Okay. So right, I'm going to give you guys an option. Do you want an easy one and just race to, and race to the finish, or do you want yes. a hard one that you're going to ponder for a while? Easy. No, Needs to be easy quick. race to the finish. All right, so I was not prepared for a tiebreaker because, you know, why? <laughs> well, we don't even know if we have a tie, so. So, um. This me... is only to be used if there was a tie. Um, is it is it is it Gubble, Justin? Is the game Gubble? <laughs> I don't freaking know what that is. I'm just going to click play on the first thing that I'm looking at here. Banjo-Kazooie. <laughs> nice. Yeah, obviously, it's Banjo Kazooie. So, so, I guess that didn't change the results any. No, but now we know if there was a tie. Oh, now we know. Now we know. This is why we need Heather in the chat. Heather, where are you? I know. I know you're moving, but we need you. She's moving closer to us, so she can do this easier. By the way, Lucas, if you want this, this is actually a compilation of all the different variations of Gruntilda's lair. Ah, It's okay. like 14 minutes long, and so worth it. <laughs> all right, guys, I'm out. Follow me at Gentus1 on Twitter. Peace. Night, Steve. Thanks for playing. Night. And whatever settings you have your uh, Hangouts on right now, stick with it next time. So don't use the YouTube chat and connect to the secondary uh, thing. Got it. Got it. (laughs) (laughs) Good night. Night, guys. Night. See ya. Night, Steve. So, do, do, I guess at this point, do we want to just um, roll in to change the system and then we'll uh, do Nintendo's at the end? I think we might as well, because yeah. I just I don't think we have an option right now, right? We might as well talk about something. We have all these lovely live listeners yeah, just sitting here watching us. Well, you and I can, I can, you two could do your change the system and we can wait for Justin to get back. Yeah, that, that's great. Just hopefully you can still... Yeah, hopefully you can still play a little bit before you have to go. So yeah, um, I mean I can go. I kind of have stuff to talk about this week. I, I well I I have probably the same stuff to talk about that you do at least one game. So why don't you hit it? All right. So I'm thinking the game we have in common is probably Arms, right? Yes. I've put like 30 hours into this game and I've owned it for like five days. Like I am in love with arms and i had a bad moment last night last night i got really pissed off because i lost like three ranked matches in a row i'm rank seven almost rank eight and i'm getting really pissy now because the matches are getting really tough but oh my god it's such a good game like arms i'm hoping everybody who's listening knows what arms is because it's kind of like nintendo's new big thing but it's like a fighting game obviously and like it's like Smash Bros. It's like the exact feeling I get when I play Smash Bros. Except it's so new and refreshing and not a game I've been playing for 20 years. And I love it because it's so ridiculously difficult at the high levels. <laughs> oh, it's just so much fun. Eugene, help me gush over arms. Like, okay, so oh. for, I, I want you to keep talking about arms, but I want you to talk about how you're playing. Because it, are you still playing with button controls? 
I am now exclusively playing with button controls. When I started, I played with motion controls like every other human being. And I loved it. I thought it was great. And then I had to start playing with the button because I needed to charge my system. And it's awkward to like lay your system down flat when you're... Um, when you're playing arms right. with the motion control and everything. So I started playing buttons and I sucked at it at first, but then I started doing the buttons a little bit more and I realized like I can move really easily now. I don't have to like, you know, kind of count on my opponent having the same faults that I do. Like the buttons just make everything so precise and like even curving the arms at this point isn't a big deal for me with like the motion control. It's so much fun, especially with the buttons. Okay, so I'm so at the I'm, point now where I'm actually kind of like nervous that I'm going to end up blowing out my Joy-Con at some point because <laughs> I'm just like furiously clicking buttons to play my arms. So I I I don't dislike the button controls, but I still find myself um, like when I'm playing the, to, uh, gravitating towards the motion controls. And the reason why is that I, I don't have, I think the reason why you moved um, right is because you feel like it's more precise to move and all that fun stuff, right? But I, I that my, and aiming when you're punching. Okay, so that is one thing that uh, that is beneficial. But I think movement is actually easier for me somehow with the Joy Cons. I, I don't know why. It just feels more natural for me to move like that. And also, I feel like I can actually. So it, it might not be as like precise like you like you know you can just push the L or R button and then it throws a punch right but so yeah. so you can like um, get, so it's a little bit easier to do um, like quick punches but I feel that it's easier to aim my punches with the Joy Cons because I feel like I have way more control like in the way that it's curving you know like I can I can go in for like a really um, a really 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 uh, sharp curve and then and then yeah. like kind of change it on the fly if my opponent moves you know like i no i don't know i just feel i i feel better about my punches when i have the joy cons in my hand no see and i appreciate that because i did find at least i thought that i was curving better when i was using the motion control that i went back to it and i tried it but i didn't really have that same feeling this time but i found that like careful choice of your loadout for like what arms you bring into battle can kind of negate the downside of playing on buttons. Like, I'm using those Chakram, which are, like, you know, really curved, like, really curved, kind of like the boomerang weapon. And if you use the right sets, you naturally get, like, either more of, like, a straight-on punch or a curved punch. And I just kind of, like, vary it up based on who I'm fighting. I try to do one that's good at, like, hitting opponents that jump a lot, one that's good at hitting opponents that strafe a lot, and one for just, like, straight-on attacks. Mm -hmm. But I, I mean, like... I, it's got all of, like, Splatoon's charm and, like, sure. the, the endearing aspects of Splatoon without it driving me insane like Splatoon does. <laughs> I don't know if I'm just better at arms, but, like, I, I'm having so much fun with it. I love this game. It's the first game that I can say, because Breath of the Wild doesn't count because that was a Wii U game, right. but it's, like, the first game that I can really say, like, I'm so happy that I have a Switch because, like, yeah. I want to put so much time into this game. I want to get as good at this game as like we already told Mike, I want him to get as good at this game as he is at Smash Bros. Because like I want that like top tier level competitive nature with this game. Like, yeah, I want to get really good at this. So and like the all the like questions I had about that game going into it, like if, whether it was going to have longevity, longevity. For me, they've actually kind of been answered because there is a lot of stuff that's around the main mode that 
kind of keeps me interested, you know? Like, I love fucking hoops. Anytime I'm in party mode and the hoops pops up, I get so excited. Even though I might, oh, yeah. even though I might not be, like, the best at it, it's still really fun. And so I got to play with a buddy of mine. Unfortunately, I didn't have two sets of Joy-Cons, so I, one of us had to be on butt controls. So I let him, I let him do Joy-Con controls. I did butt controls. And we played split screen and we, you know, we had to go. So we took the switch with us and we played split screen in tabletop mode with the joy cons Mm -hmm. and the fucking um, pro controller. And it's like, you know, it's something that I never thought I would do, but I'm finding myself doing it more and more often, you know, and I got to say like the split screen mode for arms is really, really fun. Uh, We didn't take it online or anything, so I I can't speak to that, but like, it's really awesome. It, it, there's just a lot going on in this game. You mentioned it to me um, in the group chat chat but the the attention to detail in this game is just wild i i don't know if you already spoke to that but why don't you tell uh, tell um tell us what you had said about that okay so there's like a lot of little details that make it so cool number one you have fans like while you're playing so you'll see people like in your colored outfit like whether you're using an alt color or not it'll be the color that you're wearing and like i i play as ribbon girl mostly so they have like the blonde hair and the ribbon um bark and bite the police cops they all wear the little like robot dog head like they dress up like you and when you land attacks they cheer and when you lose a match they all like grab their heads and shake like they're disappointed like like that in itself is really cool there's little like stage things that i didn't notice the first time like i was fighting on ramen girl's stage the other day uh min min and i threw her into the gong and the gong gonged and i was like <laughs> that's so cool that it doesn't because like the stages are partitioned off so it's just like you know it's mostly just the shape of like a circle or a square or something yeah. but there's like little aspects of that that just make it so cool and like now i'm at the point where I'm testing different gloves to see, like, what gives me more attack power in training mode. Because, like, I I found that the normal gloves that are actually unlockable for me, like, they get bigger, so they're easier to hit with, but they only deal 100 damage if they're charged, otherwise they deal 90. The electrified gloves deal 100 damage no matter what, and when they're charged, they just have the added effect, effect of stunning you. So, like, I'm starting to play through and see, like, what makes sense and what doesn't, and it's just, it's cool how it's, it's a really simple game, but there's a lot of depth to it, and the detail that they went through is just phenomenal. It yeah, sounds absolutely. like, it sounds like another game you and I used to play, Locus. We won't mention that name, <laughs> Yeah, <though>. y- yeah, <laughs> it does. It, it actually, like, like, it came at a good time, because with all the Capcom stuff, um, Mike and I, and by extension Steve, have kind of stopped hunting for a while. We'll get back into it, but it left a bad taste in most of our mouths. Mm-hmm. And, like, ARMS came along and just, like, stole my heart. Which so, is like, good. I'm really, yeah, I'm really, really happy with my purchase. Like, I, it actually has me more excited for Splatoon, because if Splatoon is, like, half as much fun as ARMS is, I know I'm going to have a blast. Mm-hmm. And you know what's so great is that, like, this is... I know we've talked about it before, but seemingly this is, like, the new school of Nintendo. Like, this is what Nintendo is going to be going forward, you know? Like, with all their uh, their products. So, yeah. it has me really excited to be a Nintendo fan, really excited to be a Switch oh, yeah. owner. So, well, it's so great. 
so and fun. it's brand it's brand new and that's what i love about it like splatoon was the last brand new game that we got that was like unlike yeah, anything sure. i played before and like now there's another game and it's not just mario or zelda or like like even breath of the wild still had a lot of elements to it that made me say like it's legend of zelda you know i've done this before but like i've never done arms before like i've i've played rock'em sock'em robots and i've played smash bros and i've played pocket tournament but this is like some weird like mixing of the three of them in like a completely new way that just sure it's fun it's fun to be playing a new game and feel like a kid again and know that the reason i don't get this feeling very often isn't because i grew up it's just because most of the games are rehashes (laughs) and like there's potential to feel this good about a game again sure and you know like i i haven't seen um people take to who's your main by the way who's your who, who do you have you been maining Ribbon Girl is my main because I play Ariel like every time I play a fighting game, and I just like the design. I haven't really gotten into many of the guys, and I'm trying to get good with Twintel, but she's a little bit trickier. Sure. But those are those are my dudes. And as far as weapons go, I love the ice boxing gloves, and with Twintel, I love the Blorbs, which are these big bouncy weapons that like they're they're like heavy weapons. Oh, I that love they bounce along the, the fucking Blorbs. Yeah, I yeah, and they, love they those. throw people off. Well, and see, that's the thing. Like for those of you who don't have arms, you can unlock every weapon for every character. Yeah. So you start with three that are specific to that character, and then as you play the game, you want you get coins and you can unlock different weapons. So if you like Twin Tell's weapon set, but you want to use them on Ribbon Girl, kind of like I did, you can do that. Like you just have to play the game enough to unlock them for the character. Sure. Yeah, and so what about you, Eugene? Who do you play? So. I, I I like Mechanica, but I'm best with Ninjara, I think. But kind of what I was getting at here is that, like, how much personality do each of the characters have, man? Like this, there's just yes. so there's just so much love, so much attention to detail. It it hasn't been a game. There hasn't been a game that has taken over like seemingly taken over like the internet community, like be it from fan art or anything like that. There's like shipping that that I see, you know, like since yeah. Si- oh well, like I, I was I was playing, and you know the DLC character Max Brass, who's also like the final boss. Oh, Yay. Hey, Justin. Hey, Justin. <laughs> um, but but I was playing the game, and I get to Max Brass, and I'm fighting him as Ribbon Girl, and I'm, like, texting Mike, and I'm like, Mike, I just want you to know, in my head, Ribbon Girl is Max Brass's daughter. And he's like, well, why do you, like, why are you theorizing <laughs> that? And I'm like, I have no idea. It's just what I want to be a thing. So, like, I'm playing the game, and I've got, like, a whole story mode yeah. thing where, like, Ninjara is rivals with Kid Cobra because they're both, like, stealthy types, and Ribbon Girl is, like, the daughter of, like, the owner of the Grand Prix. And, like, like I've got all these... Well, yes, it does. And one of the coolest things for me, one of the coolest moments was when I was playing Master Mummy's storyline, and I thought he was just this big, ugly, villainous mummy character. And I get to his storyline, and it turns out that he's fighting in the competition so he can find his long-lost family. Yeah. And, like, that's so cool that, like, they throw that in there. Mechanica is, like, a fan of Ribbon Girl, who yes. in turn was a fan of... T- who was a fan of Twintel when she was younger. And, like, like the characters, like, interact indirectly. And the only way you can see all the interactions are to play, like, every character's Grand Prix. Because there's, like, little moments that they talk about before each match that you wouldn't otherwise be aware of like 
It's so cool. They even mentioned that, like, Helix, the little, like, slime thing, used to watch Twintel's movies when he was being incubated, (laughs) and she's, like, his childhood crush. Like, I I love that. Yeah, and so where I was getting that is, like, the, the, the fan community has definitely taken to it, and I haven't seen anything like this since, like, the Overwatch community. I know none of you guys play that, but, like, the... It, the yeah, oh, it reminds me of yeah, that. Yeah, it's it's kind of uh, the same thing, you know? Like, the, the fans have taken to the characters because, you know, there's love and detail into them, you know? So, ah, it, it's just yeah. great. ARMS is fa- fucking fantastic. Um, I can... <laughs> I can... I can finish up my... Yeah, why don't you go ahead I and can do that, Lucas? Finish up my yeah. Change the system because I only have one other game to talk about. Um, Mighty Gunvolt Burst is a game I bought because I love Mega Man and Mega Man isn't a thing anymore for me. And Mighty Gunvolt Burst is a thing, and I've never played a Mighty Gunvolt game. And I tried it, and I really like it because I wanted Mighty Number no. Nine to be a good game, and it was an okay game, but it wasn't a great game. And this game kind of, like, reimagines that game, uh, as well as having, like, content from Gunvolt, which was, I I guess, a series that I never really got into, that is similarly Mega Man-ish. So if you like classic Mega Man games, this is actually a really cool game. Um, It kind of retells the whole story from Mighty No. 9, but significantly toned down and significantly more streamlined. And the coolest aspect about this game, because I know I kind of want to keep this short you unlock different like weapon elements and things that you can use as your guns kind of like how in Mega Man you'd kill an enemy and you'd get their weapon right but um the customization the level of customization is ridiculous in this game like i go in and i start customizing my weapon i can choose from any design for the gun i can choose from any element that i've unlocked And as you play through the game, you unlock things like being able to shoot in a wave pattern, how wavy you want the pattern to be, being able to reflect off of walls. Do you want it to be a 45-degree reflection or a 30-degree reflection or a zero-degree reflection? Do you want it to reflect four times before it disappears? And it all builds up with um, these like CP points, which I'm sure stand for something that I wasn't aware of when I dove into the game. But um, Combat points, maybe? Probably something like that. Mm -hmm. And it, they're, they're like experience points, basically. And the more you have, the more you can put into your loadout. So right now I'm kind of at like the mid-level of the game. I'm almost finished with Beck's story. And um, like there's just there's so many possibilities for things. Like I'm giving most of my weapons like defense up attributes so I don't take as much damage. Um, you can even customize it so you can link a shot to be your charge shot. So now so when, got, you're like, doing, the... when you do these customizations, does it actually change the sprite art? You can choose to change the sprite art or not. That's one of the other things. That's awesome. So you can choose between, like, if you want, you can have a fire weapon that deals ice damage. And, like, it's just, it can, like, curve. It can go up in the air. It can explode and burst into other bursts. Like, I can't describe how many elements you can customize in this game. Like, every single element you can customize for your weapon. And it's just, it gives you so much creativity. If you're, like, a hardcore, like, classic Mega Man-esque fan, it's so cool. Hmm. So, but I, I I just wanted to throw out, like, that one last thing. You can customize the charge shot. So you can choose any weapon to be, like, your charged-up shot. So you can have, like, a fire weapon that shoots electric attacks when it's charged and deals two times the damage. Or you can be, like, you can take more damage and lower your CP. It's it's ridiculous. I'm really 
impressed with this game. There are things about it that obviously, you know, aren't perfect and would keep it from being like a 10 out of 10. Right now I'm stuck at this like boss gauntlet and you have to do it all in one go. You can't even like save and quit and that's ridiculous. <laughs> but by, by and large, like it's better than Mighty Number no. 9 was. I've never played a Gunvolt game, so I can't criticize or talk about that. But it's it's a fun game. Like if you're looking for kind of like a Mega Man type game, if you get as much joy out of those games as I do, which is a lot, like it's not a bad game. It's a little expensive. It's twenty bucks, but it's it's a cool game. So I'm really like one it. question for you: Are you gonna? Is yeah. that, does that mean since it's from the same developer and everything, NT creates? Or does that mean that you're more excited now for Bloodstained, the um, you know kind of spiritual successor to Castlevania, the um, Igarashi joint? I have absolutely no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> okay, so look look it up. It was a Kickstarter a few years ago. It's called Bloodstained. Um, Koji Igarashi, who made all the Castlevania games and is now working with Inti Creates, the people who made the Gunvolt game that you're playing right now, they're um, ma- coming out with a game called Bloodstained Ritual of the Night, and it's uh, basically Castlevania without Castlevania in the title. Huh. Um, I feel like my biggest concern with that is that like, we've had two games like that already. We've had Mighty Number no. 9 and we've had um, Ukulele. Mm-hmm. And admittedly, Ukulele looks better to me now than it did when I watched some of the reviews. I think that was mostly just people like bashing on it because they weren't excited that it was just what they expected it to be. But, um, I mean, Mighty Number no. 9 admittedly wasn't like a perfect game. But it seems like even when you make a decent game, if you do it through Kickstarter and crowdfunding... And it's supposed to be like a spiritual successor kind of game. People end up hating it. And I don't know if it's just that it's a bad game or just that people are angsty that they're getting exactly what they're paying for. But I, I don't know. I just I just have a feeling that like this one is going to be just the same thing. It's going to get released and people are going to be super hyped for it. And it's going to come out and it's going to be like a 6 or a 7 out of 10. And it'll probably be a good game. And everybody's going to bash it because it's just Castlevania and they wanted like, you know, something more. But simultaneously they wanted a Castlevania reboot. So, yeah. Did you have any other games then, yeah, Lucas, that you wanted to touch on before we give Justin a I... chance? I had one more little thing, if you don't mind, but it's a shorty. Yeah, so, Metopia had a demo that came out, and I Lucas played that with Mike last night. Lucas has a shorty he wants to touch on. Oh God! <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> Metopia is a thing, and the demo is pretty freaking cool. Um, it's an RPG, but they're me's. There's not a lot of content. It's mostly just like like any other auto generated but yeah but it's fun like i mean you get to see like i go into town like any other and, like game. jack okay, okay i go into town and like jack skellington is like the guard of the town and like i have to go get his face back because that's like the plot of the game like faces get stolen and stuff so like i get to choose my class and there's like knight and warrior and mage and everything and then there's pop star and you can choose to be a male or female pop star so i'm like all right screw it i'll be a female pop star (laughs) so i do that and then i meet mike who i chose as my second party member and i'm like all right well mike will also be a female pop star so then we're sharing sharing screenshots of this with the rest of the group all the oh while. yeah so so me and mike are finding bananas and sharing inns together and having like cuddle oh, sessions you're just in giving the me inns. way like, too much to work it, with it, it, all intentional like no there's a lot of weird undertones in the game um there's but, a lot but, of weird but, undertones but, to your friendship 
the 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 principal concept behind like the game like the thing that makes it slightly different from a regular rpg is there's like a friendship system and the more time that you put into two friends you know like spending time together or helping each other out the better off they do so for both of our games um mike got the laid back personality when we were setting up his character i chose kind for myself i think he made like three of me so i was like his entire team but um Mike's personality laid back, one of the quirks that it has in battle is he'll hide behind other players as a shield. So in in Mike's game, in Mike's game, he's hiding behind me and then we're having like fights and like we refuse to stay in the same room in the inn and like and in my game, I have the kind personality trait. So like I'm giving monsters flowers instead of fighting with them and everything. Like all of a sudden out of nowhere, I gave Eugene cautious on my team. And it's just like in real life, like we're we're having a fight and we're both dying and all of a sudden Eugene's like, Wait, I prepared for this and he pulls like a healing potion out of nowhere <laughs> and just starts healing the team. Like it, there's there's a lot of fun potential for it. Oh, and you can like customize your characters too. So like, um I had Mike's comment as fondle giblets and my friend M who is in the chat her the first thing she said in our group chat tonight was bitch and that's like one of her catchphrases so I made her in the game and I had her thing be bitch like every time she went to fight she'd be like bitch so there's so no cool. censorship there's, oh no no absolutely no censorship <laughs> it's it's a fun game I've read that you're gonna get like 10 party members until post game and there's like 10 classes so you can choose one for everything the reason that I'm struggling with it is because it like locks you into a class and you can't change classes until you're almost done with the entire game not the demo but like the real game and once you choose a teammate, you can't, like, dismiss the teammate. You're stuck with that teammate for the entire game. So there's a lot of, like, like for me, it's not a good game. Because I'm playing it, and I have to restart. Like, I've restarted, like, five times because I can't settle on classes or who I want to meet when. And it, it just, like, it, it messes with me. I, I told Mike today, I'm, like, mentally not able to play this game because I keep regretting my decisions and going back and starting over from the beginning. And like I realize it's not that RPG kind of... with options. Well, and, like, I realize that it's not that kind of game and it really shouldn't be taken seriously, but, like, I must have started it, like, four or five times now because there's so much permanence to it. And, like, I want everything to be perfect. Right. So, so I don't know. I'm having some trouble with it. actual game, too, so, like, they actually... <laughs> Well, yeah, that's the thing. And even though you can only play 30 times, like, there's a lot to do in the demo. So, like, I'm thinking I'll give it another go at some point and just, like, say, okay, whatever I choose, I choose. I'll probably start with the Infendo crew as my team, and then I'll add in my other friends like Emily and, you know, people Aww, people that I know. Like who, most. Well, I talk to you guys a lot, so and I kind of want like the core in like apparently the groups work in like groups of three. So at one point you lose like all three of your teammates and everything. And hey, Sorry. hey, hey, hey! <laughs> um, Sorry, that was my alarm to reset my mic settings. So, but but I'm probably gonna go through and have like an all infendo run at some point. But I'm I'm hoping that I can get into it because it's a cool game. There's a lot of funny moments, a lot of screenshots that you want to take because like Billy Mays is like the mayor or something, but. <laughs> I, I don't know. By the same standard, I'm having trouble with it because, like, I, I just I can't settle. <laughs> well, fair enough. Well, that I I've uh, been meaning to give that demo a go because I have it downloaded. So, it, I, yeah. you know, just gotta 
Got to uh, fire it up, I guess. But uh, is there any? So I did have a question about that, though. It, like, is there any stereoscopic 3D in that game at all? I know you don't really care about that, but that's something that matters to me. Um, I didn't try it, but I have my 3DS right in front of me. So give me like 20 seconds, I and say, I will let you sure know. I'm pretty sure that it is available in Metopia because okay. you know why it, wouldn't it, is... it be? Yeah. Well, it is playable in 3D. Um, the thing is, is it ain't that. Good? Well, only the action scenes are even in 3D, and quite honestly, it's kind of a swing and a miss. I mean, things are popping a little bit for me, but mostly it's just like this text bubbles that are coming out better. Lame. It's Yeah, it's normal, you know, 3D on the 3DS at this point. We're like, just why bother? Right. Yeah. You know, and I'm, what I don't understand about that is how difficult can it be to just, you know offset your cameras a little bit more so that you get a full depth like it's almost like they're afraid to put full 3d in there because oh somebody might hurt their eyes but if you're gonna put it in there at all why not give us some actual depth yeah no i agree like anyway, i mean i've it's, had this it's, rant before so it's I'm done. it's better than nothing like it's better than just not having 3d if you buy a system for the 3d but it's like worse than literally anything else <laughs> yeah fair enough okay well uh justin did you have some games you wanted to talk about this week or are you done lucas sorry i didn't mean to cut you off there oh yeah no i'm all set i got my three my big three out of the way so nice. <laughs> well what about you mr justin uh, let's see. Um, what have I been playing? Well, let's see. It's been two weeks since we did change the system, so... Yeah, it's been um, quite a while. So, uh, around, at E3 time, there was all those sales going on. So, during that time, I did get Super Street Fighter 2 on the... 3DS Virtual Console because I've been wanting to get it but I didn't want to pay full price and there weren't any My Nintendo coupons for that. You could only get it on the Wii U or get Alpha 2 on the th 3DS. But uh, for 5 bucks I thought yeah I'll get Super Street Fighter 2 and played it a little bit and then kind of stopped because I forgot that the Super Nintendo version did not have just a simple versus computer option like most fighting games do nowadays so you either have to play story mode or you have to play versus another person which is not an option so i mean it's nice having street fighter 2 on my 3ds but uh i'm not getting nearly as much use out of it as i thought i would I don't know that I would, uh, just because of the button layout of the 3DS, I don't know that that would Yeah, that stuff. I mean, I reprogrammed, I reprogrammed the buttons so that basically I've got weak punch, weak punch, high punch, weak kick, low kick, and then the mediums are on the shoulders. Mm -hmm. But I wish there were a way to uh, program it so that I use both right shoulder buttons instead of having the left and right because it's so hard to hit the left shoulder buttons when you're also using the d-pad the d-pad like it's just yeah. so, um, it's, it's, it's just so unintuitive I, to I, press that like you almost have to reach across the system with your right hand to hit it properly and it's just useless so i rarely use medium attacks anyway so that's what i went with 
Um, um, you you might enjoy the final challengers when you do finally get a switch. I mean, there's a lot of customization and stuff in that one, and you can well, even set it to look and sound like just like the old game. No, so. well, well, I love the HD remix. I have it on the 360, and and yeah, and that's why I've been wanting to play Street Fighter Two is because you know I don't have a switch, so I can't get Ultra, but I wanted that Street for, portable Street Fighter Two fix and. You know, for five bucks, it's good enough. But uh, I certainly am. I'm glad I didn't pay full price for it, and I haven't played a whole lot of it. Um, so, um, I also cashed in some my Nintendo coins and got uh, Super Mario 64 at a discount. Um, basically, since I stopped playing Breath of the Wild for several hours every day i've been kind of <laughs> looking for just little minor time kills because uh, i don't know what i want to devote my time to next uh, probably a replay of paper mario but i'm not in the mood for anything intensive like that so um i've been playing super mario 64 in short bursts that's actually been a lot of fun to get back into that um I kind of poked around my virtual console and uh, played a little bit of Punch Out, played a little bit of Duck Hunt, played a little bit of uh, uh, ice hockey, you know, just kind of jumping around the virtual consoles. And uh, I think that's pretty much it. I also got a Lego Star Wars The Force Awakens on the Wii U when it was on sale during E3, but I haven't actually booted it up yet because Lego <laughs> games are kind of a commitment that I haven't been ready to take yet. Right, right. <clears throat> well, that's fair. Uh, so it sounds like you've kind of just been jumping around trying to find something that that you feel like sticking around with. Is that kind of... Yeah, kind of or not. I mean, I've got kind of gamer ADD at the moment. You know, it's just like whatever occupies honestly i think the thing i've played with the most in the past couple of weeks has been my new fidget cube <laughs> <laughs> i just want to be playing with something in my hand shut up lucas and <laughs> and games just aren't doing it for me <laughs> i think you're confusing me with you Justin. <laughs> yeah. oh but i i left that wide open for a for a retort and i wasn't gonna let you have it <laughs> fair enough well, cool. Well, no, what uh, happened to Steve? He jumped in and then left again. Yeah, I, I think he probably was just him shutting down his computer or something. I thought the same mm. thing. But, uh, yeah, anyway, so I have only been playing a few games. ARMS was the, has been the main game that I've been playing the last, um, I guess, since it came out on Friday. But um, we already talked about that earlier, so um, I'm not going to bring that up again. Um, I do have to say that I have been playing a lot of Player Unknown's Battlegrounds again, that weird game that I've been talking about for a while. And I did want to talk about one story that I had because I so, so, so nearly tasted my first chicken dinner, guys. It was me and one other dude. <laughs> it, we were like in this little courtyard, and all I had to do was kill the motherfucker. I was like, I was. Um, hidden behind something and I, I threw a grenade and I wasn't even mad that I lost because the way I died is that the grenade bounced off of like a house or the roof or something I don't know and it just blew up right behind me and I died and I took second place so <laughs> I just laughed and laughed after that and turned it off and walked away and yeah that game is still got me hooked man I it, it, um, 
there's such a, t- a sense of like dread when you start playing that game and tension because as immediately once you hit the ground because um, for those of you who don't know what it's about, you fly, you jump out of an airplane with a hundred other players, and you have to be the last one to live, kind of like Hunger Games style or whatever. And so, like, is from from go, like you're just on edge, you know. And the the sound design on this game is so freaking good. Like you can hear like gunshots and everything coming from across the map and everything. And uh, yeah, I I'm really really in love with it. I, I it's between Arms and this. Those are really the only two games that I want to play right now competitively. And I don't know why I've been playing a, uh, competitive games lately, but like that I don't know. It's 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 kind of been my thing. So yeah, between these two games, that's been all my gaming time. So that's it. <clears throat> um, I guess that really brings us to the end of the show, then, doesn't it, guys? Yeah. The only other thing that um. I wanted to add was I was I've been trying to play with my uh, new 8BitDo oh, yeah. controller. Um, I synced it to my computer as I said before, and I was looking through Steam to see if there was something I could play, and I saw that Postal Two was on sale. So I <laughs> bought that, but I haven't I didn't have any room on my hard drive, so I haven't played it yet. But um, I've been it, it was like two bucks, and I thought for two bucks I will play this game. <laughs> <laughs> Do, do you mind if I add one more little thing in Steve's absence? Because we had kind of had a discussion the other day about those 8-BitDo controllers, and I'll yeah. keep it brief. Yeah, but um, He was talking to me about it because he was a little disappointed with it when he first got it because he was trying to play, like, Mario Kart on it or something. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, and, um, like, he, to the point where he was actually considering, like, sending it back. Like, he wasn't that happy with it. And, you know, we kind of suggested, like, you know, try some old 8-bit games on it. And he seemed to really like playing the 8-bit games, but it's clearly a controller that's only meant for, like, that niche, you know, gaming experience. Like, it's not a controller that you want to bring into, like, a 3D game, any game that takes place on, like, a Z-axis. Yeah, Um, um, I watched, before I bought mine, I watched a video review on YouTube, and... At least as far as the Switch, I mean, he tried it out on Mario Kart, and it seemed to work just fine, but yeah. I got it because I figured it I could use it as a classic controller f- for uh, my Wii U, and it just behaves like a sideways Wii remote, so, you know, I'm disappointed in that aspect of it. Yeah, well, and, you know, I think that he enjoyed, he's like, he's writing me right now in the chat as I'm telling (laughs) this story. I think that he enjoys it now. I think he's planning on keeping it. But, um, yeah, I just thought I'd, like, share that with everybody, Steve, in case you wanted to, like, talk about it yourself. Next week, I'm sure you can give us the full story. But, yeah, just update on the 8-BitDo controller because it seems to be, like, our big thing here at Nintendo lately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm gonna. I I've decided Except that for I. Except Mike, am. who's sick of hearing about them. Right. Well, I honestly I am too, but you know, like Steve got one, so why not share? <laughs> I, I'm gonna end up getting one, but I'm gonna get one of the new ones that they announced at E3, even though the Super NES, Super Famicom ones. Yeah, just because. Oh my god, I need one. Right. <laughs> yeah. If I get one, I'm getting a Super Nintendo one because that brings back memories. Sure. Sure. So, all right, guys. Well, what do you say we uh, close out the show here? I think we uh, kind of wobbled our way to the finish line tonight here. <laughs> but we made not, not through really any fault of our own. No, I mean, we just had a lot of tech issues, and yeah. it's a live show, so you know. yeah. Yeah, and and to be fair, once we got Nintendo's working, it actually ran smoother than 
most of my Nintendo. <laughs> sure, <laughs> sure. So, um, but before we go, um, I did want to bring up an email that we got earlier. Um, I actually got it earlier in today from, well, I'm not going to say his name because he might not want me to read his name on the air. We'll just call him, we'll call him Sam. Mario. Mario Rosen. Mystery man. And, and, and I, he- I hear you, Mario, because I've been, I actually had to order another keyboard just because of this. And it came in finally. But anyways, he said, for the- Are you going to tell us what he said? He says, for the love of holy, can, who- can whoever has the loud keyboard please not use it during the podcast? That was me, by the way. Um, it's incredible. Oh, thank God. I thought it was me. No. Yeah, me too, because my keyboard's right next to the mic. <laughs> it's incredibly distracting and annoying. Um, I understand the appeal of mechanical keyboards, which is what I have. But out of the respect of your listeners and for the uh, some semblance of professionalism, switch to another quiet keyboard temporarily for the duration of the podcast. And yeah, I, I've, I've been thinking about that. It's been on my mind. I hadn't ordered one. I finally got a really nice one that I liked from Amazon for like 10 bucks. And hopefully you didn't hear it tonight. So thanks, Scott, for writing in. If you want to be like Scott and you have anything to say about the store, about the show, good or bad or otherwise, you can hit us up at um, tips at infendo.com or hit me up directly at eugene at infendo.com and write me an email. Say, t- tell us what you think. So with that, guys, we did it. We were live tonight, and the listeners know what happens behind the scenes. And you can, too, if you join us live every Wednesday. Um, we, we usually jump on around 9 o'clock Eastern, 7 o'clock Mountain Time, so come and listen with us. So with that, guys, what do you say we give, us our, give our Twitter shit and get out of here? So, Lucas, where can we find you? My Twitter is at Mike underscore DA underscore Parrot. Um, my YouTube is Pokemon Trainer Verdant, which is obvious if you're in the live chat. I posted that match where I got destroyed, and I added fun little Pokemon Coliseum and Stadium music in the background. Oh, no, it was Pockin. So, um, yeah, enjoy that. But, yeah, I want to start posting more Pokemon Battle stuff if you're into Pokemon Battle stuff. Because I've been doing that with Steve. I'd also love to start posting Puyo Puyo battles with you guys. So maybe I can start actually posting, like, Infendo gameplay on my channel at some point. Unfortunately, with Shaky Cam. But go check that out. It's cool. <laughs> You'll love it. Awesome. Well, where can we find you on the internet and all that you are doing, Justin? Um, I'm not doing a whole lot lately, but a uh, lot, lot of watching kids. Um, <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at InfendoJustin. Um, if, uh, you still play your Wii U, I am fear the claw underscores in between each word. Um, I just posted a new Mario maker level. If somebody wants to go try it. <laughs> well, I'll jump in on that. My Wii U still plays. Don't from the last do one. it. <laughs> oh God. Um, uh, let's see what else. Uh, I occasionally What's turn on me Tomo when I want to make a, me photo i'm master claw on that um yeah that's about it awesome well you can find me on the internet on twitter at, at infendo eugene for my personal twitter you can find infendo on twitter at infendo and of course you can find everything that infendo is doing at infendo or on www.infendo.com <laughs> And oh. I guess you can um, find um, Steve at Domino's. He's talking to Yo Noid right now or something. Trying to get some, <laughs> to get some food for, um, his, uh, for his crew. Um, Justin, what, what I, I forgot. Get out of here? 
Well, I forgot to mention, since we're giving our YouTubes as well, I am Masterclaw on YouTube. Um, I don't have any way of capturing video from, from games at the moment, but I do have some Mario Kart and uh, Smash replays on there, and I also have some music mixes I've done, including uh, one I did of the Hyrule Castle theme. Basically just, you know, kind of tinkering with the original recordings and stuff like that, but something I do in my spare time, figured I'd share it with the community. Awesome, awesome. Well, uh, if you guys were in the chat, thank you very much. We thank Michael Thompson, we thank Heather, we thank um, Rose of Death. Even Mike was in the chat, believe it or not. And uh, Phantom, and that, looks like a, uh-huh. that looks like a new name. Yep, we have Phantom, he's a new listener for us tonight. So thank you for dropping in, guys. We appreciate all the love. Ooh, even uh, LP, is that your friend there, uh, Lucas? That it is. All right, well, everybody, thank you, thank you, thank you. We dropping in anybody that i missed i'm sorry but thank you for dropping in as well please if you are listening to us on itunes or any kind of podcast catcher leave us a review tell us how we're doing um we uh love to hear your feedback we're we're only trying to make the show better so all that kind of stuff is gonna go a long way to you know increase our visibility and help us to become a better show so thank you guys we will see you all next week and we love y'all bye Good night. Bye. (laughs) I got nothing.